to the Planet Fantasy Podcast. Today, we have got a great subject for everyone today. We are going to be drafting the most anticipated things for the year 2023. We've got our great guest today. We've got the only Anna that remains. She's it. The only one. We have our meme lord, meme master, Ryan. And we have Return of the Mac, Michael. How's everyone doing? Good. Pretty, pretty. I mean, I'm fucking great. You guys can get, be all depressed and everything if you want. No, I'm actually, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Uh, me and Thad did this last year. Uh, so this is this is the second year in a row you get to hear what we're excited about. So I'm fucking hyped. I'm feeling unhinged. So this is going to be great. That's wonderful. And, and, and Thad's normal state is unhinged. So there's going to be a lot of that. As the official alcohol correspondent to the pod, Anna, if you're not feeling well, you should probably just drink. That's fair. I will hydrate for the both of us. How does that sound? Yes, hydrate. Do what any good bard would do. Drink and sing songs. <laughs> will you okay, be singing us a reason, song, Anna? The reason I play a bard in D&D is because I cannot sing and I also cannot drink. So y'all are going to have to channel that for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Ryan, will you be singing? Uh, no, my singing voice is terrible, but um, I'll, I'll be here in spirit singing. Well, shit, there goes my draft pick. My, it was going to be Ryan singing in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... I believe we've got our draft order set. Anna, can you please tell everyone what the random Wheel of Destiny has given us for our draft? The Wheel of Destiny picked that six times in a row. <laughs> and then it went me, and then Thad another three times, then Michael, and then Thad another two times, and then Ryan. So really, we boiled it down to Thad, me, Michael, and Ryan is down for the turnaround. As he always is. Famously. Ryan, famously always down for a turnaround. All right, well, before so we Brad, get... kick us off. Wait, I'm just getting started? Aren't we're we just a... getting started. Yeah. Wait, but isn't everyone going to talk about what we're doing? Anything we're excited for? What have we been watching? Okay, uh, listen. I'll, I'll go. Listen, I'll, I'll go. I'll go with one of these. Um, actually, something that I that I would have picked. Um, had it not already come out and I already watched it, uh, was Witcher Blood Origin, which four episodes in a world that we get a high quality um, as as an idea. I think this is phenomenal. I, I kind of feel like all the major big budget kind of, you know, triple A tier fantasy shows should do something like this. We have to wait, I don't know, 700 months, like basically the entire length of the fucking Dance of Dragons before we get another episode of House of the Dragon. I would love a three episode novella about literally anything in Westeros. I would love it if they did it in, um, if they did it in, in uh, Lord of the Rings joint. The Rings of Power, right? I would adore that concept in anything. Do it in succession. I don't care. Um, but I really like that idea, and I think it was executed really, really well. It was very fun. It was true to the world. Um, I, I would. I enjoyed it, and and wish more shows did something like this. I think Anna would love a just three episode arc of just hot sar on just ordering Uber Eats and just seeing what he's eating. I feel like you're mixing our fantasies together, Thad. It's like a crossover <laughs> episode that nobody asked for. 
but yet yeah, somehow going to rank number one on Netflix. Hot sour on just going through Wendy's and ordering like a spicy chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Street food hot sauron. That'd be great. I would. I'd watch that. Shit. See. <laughs> Netflix, we're available. Um, you know, just hit us up for show ideas. <laughs> Ryan, have you been watching anything? Uh, yes, I. This would have made my list, but since it already came out, um, I've been watching Bad Batch. Although I need to watch this week's episode. Um, I really enjoyed um, the show. I was pleasantly surprised um, last year. Um, Filoni hit. Uh, it, it wasn't quite, uh, you know, Rebels or Clone Wars Home One, but I thought it was a really solid show. And you know, it was just the first season, and so we can see uh, where that's going to build. Um, also, uh, I've been in a Western mood lately, um, probably because I've been replaying uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, so, besides that, I've also been watching um, eighteen eighty three, uh, which has been interesting. Red Dead Redemption. Shout out to all our horsey heads out there. <laughs> it's a fun game. It's so long. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for those wild tigers that are just out there, just trying to murder you. Are those tigers out there? What are what are those weird cats that just like to kill you in Red Dead? Yeah, they're yeah, either like tigers or mountain lions, but but they spook the horse and then your horse throws you off and then they eat you and it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> Anna, are you watching anything? Vikings Valhalla dropped on Netflix today. So I'm living my best life. (laughs) (laughs) I still think it's really entertaining that they have a vegan who is just like a very kind soul who does like art and poetry and posts it on Instagram. And he's playing like a very unhinged Viking. It's just fantastic. And I love it. Um, you know, you're five minutes in and Leo Suter's already got a shirt off, which is just, you know, great A primetime television. <laughs> they know um, their audience. Like, what this, this yeah. is <laughs> exactly. Um minus one because there's like an old man butt in there that I was just not anticipating, but I'm like, hey, someone out there is gonna be into it. Um Hellbent by Lee Bardugo also dropped this week and the first book ninth house came out in 2019 so we have been waiting about four years for this book to drop i'm pretty excited i got it in the mail today but i'm recording the pod instead of reading it so you know it's gonna be on the the back of my mind so i will not be drafting it because it is already out oh that's a real love i mean you're putting down a book for us I know somebody actually suggested like we FaceTime and like just read the book together. I'm like, oh, but I got the pod tonight. I can't. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Story time with Anna. All right. Are we ready to draft everyone? I'm ready to go. Yep. Let's All do right. it. So I have got the first pick and I'm going to pick something that I think is probably on everyone's board. I'm going with Ahsoka. I am hyped as hell for this TV show. Love Rosario. And I actually like that we didn't get much of. We got some teases with her being in the Mandalorian. But we didn't really get. We got like a little taste, but we didn't get too much. Not like in, you know, no shots at Book of Boba Fett. But we ended up starting the next season of Mando in the book of Boba Fett. So I like that we just got a little tease of Ahsoka since we already have a lot of backstory with her. 
and we're just going to go right into this. And it seems like we're going to pick off, pick up right where Rebels left off. So I am just hyped. Ryan, what do you think about Ahsoka, the TV show? Uh, yeah, I am also hyped. Um, as you said, this one was definitely on my list, and I, I figured it would be going early, if not first. Um, so I'm bummed about that. But yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I've loved um, Rosario as Ahsoka and, and what we've got in live action uh, from Ahsoka so far. Um, and, you know, obviously I'm, I'm a huge fan of Rebels, so I'm very excited to see uh, the live action version of the Rebels crew and uh, to see where that story goes and, and where Ahsoka's journey goes from here. Michael, what do you think? I'm excited about it. It was not on my board. Um, I figured someone would pick it very high. The Disney Plus Star Wars shows have fallen into kind of three distinct buckets. Um, Mando is good, fun, surprising, heartwarming. Book of Boba Fett broke my heart because I really wanted to like that show. And I still think the second episode is among the better things that have. It's kind of like um, A Night of the Seven Kingdoms, right? Like inside of this absolutely trash season of television, there's one beautiful, beautiful diamond that I think we should all get to, to, to watch. And then there's Andor, which is yeah, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched Andor. Um, there's no Jedi. There's no lightsabers. Um, it is the minutia and the 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 grind of um, an empire and the the rise of a nascent rebellion. Right. So I feel like Ahsoka is going to fall more on the Mandalorian side of things. It's it's Filonian crew. It's his creations. Um, but I'm curious if there's any. I'm curious both if there's any quality drop off like there was in Book of Boba Fett. And I'm also curious if they incorporate some of the grittier things because Ahsoka was around for some of the gritty stuff. She was around for the start of the rebellion. Um, so I'm I'm interested in this um, from a time frame standpoint. I'd love to see the, the ghost crew, but I really want to see um, if the real difference is just if Filoni's got his hands on it, we're in good hands. And if he doesn't, then you give it to a master and that's a Robert Rodriguez. Um, I'm so I'm interested in it from that standpoint. Anna, I saved you for last so you could clear out and you can spend 10 minutes talking about Chopper. <laughs> I actually did not have Ahsoka on my board. I am very hyped for it, but there's a reason why I didn't pick it. We don't have a release date for it. So I feel like there's a strong possibility it could be pushed into 2024. That being said, we do have an Ezra cast and we do have a Sabine. And I think those castings from what little I've seen of the actor and actress are phenomenal. And I'm very excited to see where they go after this. We may also have Hera casted too. Yeah, but that's not confirmed. That's just, I would be very excited if, um, what is it, Mary Elizabeth? Winston, yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I I would be very happy with that casting. I don't know about the rest of you, but. Mm. Yeah, she's been casted in the show for a long time, but it's only until a couple weeks ago we got some kind of (laughs) random, you know, source that says that she's going to be playing live action Hera. 
Yeah, because it um, Ewan sort of spilled the beans during Obi Wan. Um, they were doing an interview, and he mentioned that she was going to be in the show, but no one knew like which character she was going to be playing. And then yeah, it came out a couple weeks ago that it was probably going to be Hera. So right vibe for Hera too. So if that's true, I am even more pumped for it. Yeah, she's got lovely eyes, and Hera has lovely eyes. So I feel like the matchup there is just going to be phenomenal. Not to mention her acting is great. And you know, Hera is kind of, she's got a little sprinkle of Ramona in there too. So, I mean, if she can just channel a little Ramona and a little uh, badassery from all of her action movies that she's been doing lately, I mean, I think she's going to be great. Do we have a Zeb yet or no? I don't think so. I haven't heard anything yet about Zeb. So, If they're going to CGI him, I would hope that they're keeping like the voice actor, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I hope they keep him. Yeah, that that seems like they're probably going to do that the same way they did um, Cad Bane. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would also make a lot of sense that they would have kept ScarJo as the voice of Natasha and what if, and they didn't do that. They went with Lake Bell, who still did a phenomenal job, don't get me wrong, but um, you know, you never know. Money talks. All right. Well, that was the first pick in the hype draft. Anna, you have the second pick. What are you taking off the board? In a twist that shocked and surprised no one, I am going with Shadow and Bone Season 2. I'm so (laughs) excited. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, if you haven't read the Shadow and Bone series, it's pretty evident where or you have, it's pretty evident where they're going with this storyline, right? Um, They're actually, from my understanding, not continuing with what they were doing with the Six of Crows um, section in the duology. So they're, from what I've heard, it's going to be put on the back burner for another season. Um, But they are going to go after one of the amplifiers. We got some really great new cast members that they announced. You have Louis Tan coming in as Tolia. You have Analong Brophy coming in as Tamar, the twins. Our king, Nikolai, is going to be coming in. Um, Patrick Gibson will be playing him. And then Jack Wolf is going to be bringing Wylan. So we're going to see the, the Wylan-Jasper team up. So that's going to be fun. And allegedly, almost everybody's going to be picking up their old roles um you know we had some people like uh nina and matthias and uh genya being promoted to series regulars so that's pretty cool too um i'm very very excited you have no idea the the second the announcement came out i was in the group chat going oh my god we have a date and then i went shit that's the weekend i'm traveling to vegas (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i can't watch it um because one of our friends i'm gonna go visit our our mutual friend kelly and she she wants to read the book so she hasn't seen season one yet and i'm like i can't watch season two if you haven't seen season one um but march 16th it's coming out i'm very excited ben barnes you can make me your villain any day of the week and uh yeah that's my pick I mean, Ben Barnes has blown you a kiss before. He really has. He's so lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, have you seen 
Shadow and Bone. Are you excited? Uh, I have not, so I'm not excited, but just because I haven't seen it yet. Um, I'm ah, sure I you will. haven't? Ryan, I'm so hurt. <laughs> You've heard me talk <laughs> I, about this how many times? Millions, and I, I thought you knew that already. <laughs> 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 probably just got swallowed with all the other guys talking about it. But yeah, I'm sure I'll get to it eventually. It's it's very popular, and I'm, I'm a big Ben Barnes guy. So yeah, I will have to check it out. Michael, are you excited? Have you seen it? Not only am I excited, this was on my list. Oh, this was on my list. I really I have a, a soft spot for kind of B plus tier um, fantasy shows. Um, I was actually pretty hyped for this. There's another B plus tier fantasy show that's on my list as well. Um, Actually, I don't think it's Netflix. This was really, really fun. Um, two things. One, you said our King Nikolai was in this, and I thought you meant they cast Nikolai Coster-Waldau in this somehow, and I almost let go of my bladder, and I'm happy that I didn't because I would have been disappointed. Uh, two, they apparently have cast uh, Howard Charles in this uh, famously who played Porthos in the uh, BBC adaptation of The Musketeers. Um, so I have to cape up for um, my light-skinned, curly-haired brothers. So if he's going to show up in this, I have to cosplay him now, apparently. So congratulations. Oh my god, I told... I didn't even recognize him. I just had to Google it. No, he's I like he's one of those like me, him, and the weekend all just like double for each other on like whenever. <laughs> so I was really I was really really happy. I like him a lot. I thought his portrayal of Porthos was phenomenal, and um, I just again this is a really really fun show. I've never read any of these books. I have no clue any of the people you talked about. I just know it's fun, and I like living in this world. The books are really fun, especially like the original trilogy. So what they did is they took the trilogy and the Six of Crows duology and they merged them together. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a sneaking suspicion that they're going to bring in the other duology in at some point um, just to keep the storyline going. But they're a really quick read. Most libraries have them. Um, Lee Bardugo is great when it comes to her world building. She, it's very easy to absorb in bite-sized pieces. Um, yeah, she's just a phenomenal author and I just, I admire her so much. She's fantastic. Our you can use the L queen, word. <laughs> our gothic queen. She's amazing. You can use the L word, Anna. It's okay. We know you love her. I, I, I don't say love very often. I just greatly admire her. <laughs> if I were to run into her on the street, dangerously close to the L word over there. Hey, if I were to run into her on the zone. street, Thad was with me when I when I was talking to Tomer Capone, who plays Frenchie on The Boys, and I was like starstruck. Um, it would probably be worse than that. I would just kind of stare at her and be like, "Oh my God, it's Lee." <laughs> <laughs> Sign my shirt. No, I never. For the record, I never asked anybody to sign my shirt. Okay, that's true. He just grabbed it. He just <laughs> he grabbed just it. Grabbed me. Well, I am hyped because you're hyped because I've also never seen Shadow and Bone. I've never read it. I'm sorry, Anna. Okay, let's just move forward. Oh my god! No, I'm kidding. Ryan and Dad have homework assignments. You have to watch it before the show comes out before March. Fine, I will watch it just for you okay and i will report back 
but I am hyped that you are hyped. And from everything that you have said, it is something that would be in my wheelhouse. And, you know, I trust your judgment. You got me hooked on The Witcher, so that turned out well. So you've got a you've got a good rating. So I'm going to go and I'll I'll I will watch Shadow on Bone just for Anna. Okay, fantastic. All right, Michael, what is your pick? This is really tough because all of my top six are still on here. Um, And if any of our wonderful listeners remember from last year, I always have to use one of my picks for something completely silly and ridiculous and off topic, um, like a brand of liquor or a cigar. Um, So it's it's really this is actually really nerve wracking. Um, I'm going to go. I think a surprise pick, but I think the most recent uh, things that we've gotten from this property really got me excited. I'm going to go with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. MCU's kind of down bad right now. Uh, I very much appreciated Wakanda Forever. Uh, You may have heard my take on that movie Um, on another episode of Planet Fantasy uh, that you could kind of see the seams, and that was the absolute best that uh, Marvel Phase 4 had. Um, Some of the TV shows were fun. Some of them were Moon Knight. We need a unifying force something that's going to like let everything wrap around and that something is going to be jonathan majors playing 172 different versions of (laughs) um he's a phenomenal actor if you haven't seen him in last black man from san diego you're wrong if you haven't seen him in the heart of they fall you're wrong if you haven't seen him in lovecraft country slap yourself and you're also wrong um this is gonna be amazing i think they've set it up in the most recent trailer so there might be more stakes involved um you might see a character death or two and they are introducing the big bad about which the mcu is going to um is going to rotate his performance in the last episode of loki might have been the highlight of that entire show and that shows the best thing that the mcu's put out yet um even over wandavision fight me um also, in a, in a bonus uh, in the Black Twitter finna lose their mind category, um, just like with House of the Dragon, right? Like the engagement on social around something like this from Black Twitter is going to be very, very, very fun. Um, I've already seen a meme of like an old person pointing to the wall in the place where a picture of like white Jesus would normally be. It's just Kang the Conqueror. Um, me, Master Ryan, your work's going to be cut out for you. I'm very excited to see <laughs> the MCU have something to bounce back. They have figured out their villains over the last couple of years. That's the one thing you can say for Phase 4. Um, Wenwu, Namor, um, uh, the the villains in Phase 4, uh, the, uh, everybody in, uh, what was it, uh, No Way Home? I think this is going to be another... This is going to be a Thanos level, um, a low key level where you're going to get so much out of this. And then because he's Kang, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't followed Marvel and is on this podcast. I don't know what you're doing. You're wrong. Um, There's a whole bunch of different versions of Kang. So letting Jonathan Majors cook and be a whole bunch of different versions of this is going to be so, 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 so fun. Hell yeah. I am hyped, hyped, hyped for Kang. All my Lego heads, they already know the song. Kang, <laughs> Kang, 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 Kang. 
<laughs> Ryan, what do you think about Jonathan Majors, Kang, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Quantumania? Um, yeah, this is a great pick. This one was on my board. Um, I uh, was listening to um, the Midnight Boys on the Ringiverse last night, and they were talking about it. And for those of you who enjoy sports ball, um, they compared uh, Kang going up against the new Avengers uh, eventually will be like the Georgia TCU uh, national title game coming up. Um, it's it's going to be a wrap. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super hyped to, to see this. Um, I've really enjoyed the Ant-Man movie so far um this one looks like it's going to be a lot different um but i don't think that's going to be a bad thing anna was this also on your draft board it was not on my draft board but i did have it as like a list of possibilities i figured one of you three would pick it so i didn't want to boil it into my list here um it's not the marvel property i'm most excited for but i am really excited to see more of jonathan majors um and really see how he goes with the role he's a phenomenal actor every time he's on screen he's just very charismatic and like my eyes are automatically drawn to him so i can't wait to see where he takes this role and goes from here oh you think your eyes are going to be on him here uh, you haven't even have you seen the promo photos for Creed three? Oh, boy. <laughs> I I think I put them in one of our Dungeons and Dragons sessions. If I remember correctly, I think it was. Like, it was oh, like that's that. right. You did. You did it was that. And the ones and the ones with. Uh, uh, oh, Jason, uh, Jason Momoa in uh, the new show he's in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I have not seen Creed one or two yet, so I have not seen any of the promotions for Creed it's, three. It's, but it's I'm not going to matter. We'll put the let's put the still in here in the, in the chat. And now you okay, have perfect. <laughs> and now just like that, now you have homework. <laughs> what, Look come at on, photos bro. of a very good-looking man. That's very difficult for me. I don't know if I can handle it, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Anna. You got Michael B. Jordan, Tessa Thompson. Come on, get on that. But it's sports. <laughs> but it's sports ball. Do you have any ball. idea how painful ball. it was for me to get through Rocky 1 and 2? I wanted to watch like the whole franchise and just binge it, but it was just so painful for me. I, I, I finished the first two and then I took a break and never got back to it. Oh, come on. You didn't even get to the beach frolic. The most homoerotic scene in like... You didn't even get to <laughs> Mr. T. I... <laughs> I mean, now I do understand the Adrian thing out of context. Very helpful. Anna, check the chat just in case you don't need to see anything else about the Creed franchise. Okay, and while- I'm sold. I'm sold. <laughs> That's it. I will. That's it. I will start watching tomorrow. <laughs> Anna's gonna watch Creed, uh, Rocky Three, Rocky Four. You, no one. There was never a Rocky five or six made and then you can just go right into creed one and two hey that is some um mason the wine dixon erasure all right i won't stand for it (laughs) (laughs) the best the best nickname ever in a movie Uh, this was ant-man and the wasp quantumania was also on my draft board i knew that it wasn't gonna get back to me coming back around i am very glad it got picked you know, you guys did not disappoint me. I knew I would get the opportunity to talk about it. But like Michael said, I am Jonathan Majors and he's going to be everywhere. 
He's going to be everywhere. He's Kang is one of the most dynamic villains that Marvel has. I'm I hope that they don't at the end of this whole thing that they're not just going to kill him off. I hope they do something with him kind of like uh like what Superman does to Brainiac. But that's we've got uh, I think we've got like 10 years until we can figure that one out. All right, Ryan, what is your pick and the last pick of the first round? Yeah, so um, these have all been good picks so far, um, but I am surprised that my first pick is still here. Uh, So I'm going to snatch it up. I'm going to go with Mando season three. Um, yeah, Michael, uh, I thought laid out pretty well the um, the tiers of um, the Star Wars shows um, so far, and uh, Mandalorian has you know been really high quality um, Star Wars TV. Um, it's been a really good journey for our, our boy Jin and um, Grogu. And then when you add in the elements of um, Bo-Katan and the other Mandalorians, um, you got our, our boy John Carlo Esposito as Moff Gideon. Um, and just how that is all going to play out, you know, what's what's going to happen with Mandalore? Um, how is how is the journey of uh, Jin and Grogu going to continue? Um, I am very, very hyped for that. So, Anna, we know you love the baby. What do you think about Mandalorian season three? My son! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm very hyped for Mando. I knew one of you guys was going to pick it, so I didn't have it on my board, but I am still very hyped for it. Love Pedro. Hopefully we'll see more of Bill Bird this season. Question mark. <laughs> I need to know more about that now canon Boston planet that apparently exists. I need to know more about this metropolitan area. I mean, we have Um, space Miami, so I guess it's fitting that we get space Boston too. Yeah, right? Boston. Are they going to pack the cat? Um, No, in all seriousness, I'm really interested to see where they take certain characters. Um, Now with like Boba Fett being like 2.5 Mando, I'm interested to see how they're going to take it. Are they going to bring in Tamora back into Mando? Are they now completely separate? Who knows? Um, I'm just really interested to see how it goes after the ending of Boba Fett. Michael, was the Mandalorian on your draft board? It was on my draft board. It was my number four on my TV show uh, categories. Um, I'm really excited for it. It's one of those things where with the, you're getting these shows now where like the budgets and the actors involved and everything else, um, the CGI requirements are so much that you're not going to get these things back to back. Right. We don't want another Game of Thrones season seven, season eight. So it makes sense to take the time and make them good. Um, so the question is, it takes about two, a year and a half, you know, year and nine months to make a Mandalorian season about right. I'm happy with that. And even though I didn't like the fact that Boba Fett became that book of Boba Fett became Mando season 2.5, I actually like the fact that we know where they're at, that we have we've gotten something with them. So, again, kind of like what I was talking about with the Witcher Blood Origin, I think that's the that's the mold, right? Kind of sneak these characters into other shows and, and keep the interest going, keep the kind of the narrative, um, the narrative structure going. 
I'm excited for this. I don't know anything about. I'm not. I'm not a Filoni head, right? I haven't watched all of Rebels. Um, so for me, the anticipation is really, really cool with this characters that I'm not familiar. I don't. I'm not familiar with Bo-Katan. Um, I know her about as well as I know Moff Gideon. So seeing where this goes and how it continues to differentiate itself um, from the rest of Star Wars TV um, is going to be really, really fun, right? We know we just got what Andor is, right? I want another Mandalorian season. I want the cute baby. I want the fun stuff. I want the the, the barely contained emotion behind a helmet. I want that now. I want that specific flavor. Ahsoka I want to be all lightsabers and all Jedi stuff and all like all that. Right. So I'm really excited to see how they differentiate themselves because again, like we just got hot nerd autumn, right? All the fantasy shows did a really good job, right? Willow felt nothing like hot D felt nothing like blood origin felt nothing like rings of power. Right. I want to see how they differentiate these star Wars shows within Disney plus that's going to give me the most faith and do that and this is not a this is a of great unrest um you know within within disney too right subscriber numbers are down uh you know the the streaming bubble has burst so how are they going to make sure that our eyes stay glued to disney plus i'm really really excited for that reason that's a good point they brought back uh Disney Thanos, so he can take over the world again. No, that, that's that's uh that, that's HBO, right? That's uh, Casey Bloys back at HBO, didn't they? Or do they do it at Disney Plus too? No, they brought back Iger. Oh, the Iger counter. Yes. Oh, okay. I was like, what is? What do you mean, Dad? But yeah, yes, that, that makes sense. Yeah, Iger's back. Uh, he's apparently working on stuff to kind of, at least, to try to fix the problems that Michael just brought up. I am also hyped for uh, Mando season three. Like everyone else, we love the baby. Uh, I'm excited just for the trailers, just because you saw all the side eye that Bo-Katan was giving him. So you know that something is going to happen there. You're just waiting for it. And unlike the the lack of tension I kind of felt watching Andor, this feels like something like I can get behind because we don't know how it ends. We we know just from the character that we've seen from Bo that she's probably going to do something dumb. <laughs> so so you just got to you just got to wait and see because it does also feel like it's going to be on her home court. So I'm hyped. I want to see what what happens here, what happens with Mando. The saber is definitely going to come into play since we're on looks like Mandalore or new Mandalore with Bo. And I'm also hyped to find out what is Mando going to do when he finds out that he's kind of a, a cult baby? <laughs> I mean, he he's kind of a cult baby. Like if all the other Mandalorians are like, why aren't you taking off your helmet, dude? Like, what's up with this? He's like, Mandalorians don't take off their helmets. Like, get it, dude, my guy. It, it's, it's just you. Just you. <laughs> so at some point, he has to come to terms with realizing, like, what's was my my guys were were they bad guys? What's happening here? <laughs> Well, yeah, and that's, so I'm excited. It's also going to um, be interesting to see what happens with that and aspect of, you know, the armor basically said, you know, hey, we appreciate what you've done, but like you can't you can't be one of us anymore. So I'm interested to see what 
uh, her and the rest of you know Death Watch, how they play into um, into the season and and how they interact with Mando going forward, and you know sort of what what side that he takes or if he just tries to carve his own path away from Bo, away from Death Watch um, to to chart his own course, if you will. So yeah, that's right. They did excommunicate him. <laughs> I feel like the best way you can sum up Mando is like a reference to the My Favorite Murder podcast. You're in a cult. Call your dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see how this is all going to go down with Mandalore. I really hope they don't do like a chosen one trope because I feel like that's really overdone nowadays. But just some ordinary guy just getting himself into some shit I feel like is really relatable. Um. And I can't believe we didn't talk about this with the Ahsoka portion earlier, but we didn't even talk about Thrawn. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The possibility Thrawn might be coming in and they're keeping the actor, I think, who plays him, Lars Michelson. Um, And I know we've talked about this on the pod before, but, you know, his brother was also in um, Rogue One. So, you know, the holidays at their house must be great. I wonder if they have lightsaber battles or something. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one's on the dark side, one's on the light side. Who will win? Just just venting about how much Krennic sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Krennic! All right, so that was our first round. Ryan, you'll be starting us off with our second round, but we're going to start that after this quick break. And we're going to start the second round with Ryan's pick. Ryan, start us off with the second round. Yep, this is uh, down for the turnaround. Um, And as Michael would say, uh, if you didn't think this was going to be a Jonathan Major podcast, you're wrong. Uh, I am going with Creed 3. Um, I am am really hyped for this. I pleasantly enjoyed um, both Creed 1 and Creed 2. Um, this is going to be Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut, which I think is really cool. Um, and the, the trailer looks incredible. And just like the levels of black excellence in this movie from Michael B. Jordan to Tessa Thompson to Jonathan Majors is just off the charts. And I am, am so hyped and fresh off of stomping out Ant-Man and Quantum Media. Uh, Jonathan Majors is rolling right over to trying to do the same thing to Adonis Creed. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> just taking out all our heroes. <laughs> Every Ant-Man, every Creed, every Rocky, every Wasp, they're all going down. <laughs> Anna, we already know that's, that you are not on the Creed train, although you, now you do have homework. Y'all are going to make you, you watch a sports movie. And Hell I'm like yes, very upset about it, but not just one <laughs> sports movie. You're going to make me watch multiple sports movies. That's right. You can skip that's Creed right. you can You can just watch the first Creed is one of the best movies of the century. No, I'm I'm going to commit and I'm going to watch all of them. I'm going to be probably very upset about it until I hit the Creed franchise. I will not complain the whole time, but okay. I will suffer through it because it has Jonathan Majors waiting for me at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going to be doing that, then you you're you know that you're committing to Rocky three and four. 
I I didn't even want to commit to Rocky one and I still finished it. So listen, it it might take me like a full calendar year to get through, but I will get there. I promise. That's, that's fair. We can't ask for much more from you. So Michael, we know you're hyped for Jonathan Majors, the year of majors, you know, tennis majors, golf majors, Jonathan Majors. All of it. We made all sure. of the majors. Lee majors, wow. what? <laughs> Every, everything. I this is this is this is really interesting because Michael B. Jordan is a movie star akin to what we saw in like the late 80s and early 90s. He's not a phenomenal actor, right? He's a passable actor who is a who you cannot take your eyes off of on the screen, right? And Jonathan Majors is a fucking thespian, right? It's gonna be really interesting because this is because again, like that's Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. This is his franchise, right? He tried to branch off into other things. Um, I, I may be the only person that watched Without Remorse, which features a, you know a, a character that I still really like from the Tom Clancy universe. I've um, seen it. Okay, you, so like again, yeah, like, I saw it too. Yeah. His, okay, well, d- brothers, we here. There we go. Um, <laughs> that 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 could have been phenomenal, and it was just passable. I was actually really surprised the director for that was really good. Um, just didn't didn't land right. Um, he's in the MCU in an indelible way. Uh, he's in a, he's in a bunch of things that are, that are pretty good. And this is his baby. And in his directorial debut in his baby, he's just like, cool. I'm going to go one-on-one with, with Michael Jordan now. Like I, I doesn't, it doesn't really make sense. Um, he might get the doors blown off of him uh, in a franchise that really like show that he could, he could act. But I'm very excited to see where this goes. I want to see more of Tessa Thompson. Um, she was a really good pivot from the trope of kind of like the wet blanket girlfriend, which is something like the Rocky franchise started in sports movies. Um, and again, like the DNA of of Ryan Coogler is all over this, right? This was an extremely personal story to him and to his father. Um, and Sylvester Stallone is not involved. Uh, so there's none of the like kind of the feel good passing of the torch. This is now like, what do these brothers want to do? And I'm very, very excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I am too. I I feel like Michael B. Jordan's best work has always been when he's attached to Ryan Coogler. Uh, I love when you see directors do this with actors where they're just like, this is my guy or this is my girl. And whenever I can put them in this this is this is a spot. They're the one that I trust. I'm putting them in this. Uh, we're seeing it a lot. Uh, like I said, with Coogler and Michael B. Jordan, uh, Greta Gerwig and Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, that's 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 the other that's the other one of one of these. But that one's I mean, Greta Greta's phenomenal and Saoirse Ronan's my, my goodness. Yeah, just give us more. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think the difference there is that if you're just going on acting ability, Saoirse Ronan is miles above where Michael B. Jordan is. So that's why you're seeing, I think, a lot more success with the Gerwig and Ronan pairing than the Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Coogler pairing. But it doesn't mean that the Coogler and Michael B. Jordan pairing isn't great. They seem to be getting better with each movie that that they're doing so i'm very hyped for this not only because it's part of the rocky franchise and now the creed franchise but you know i again i just love it when you see actors and the same directors and writers just kind of working together because 
it's just fun to see how how when you get people who are comfortable together, how everything starts to flow better. All right. So we're going to get to our next pick. I believe that is Michael. What you got for us? I'm so happy because my things are still on the board. I'm so, so happy. Now I have to pick which one of my things and hope that none of you steal the rest of them. So I'm going to go away from movies for a second, even though I'm going to come back to you movies. I want you to be happy, okay? I want you to know that I'm coming back to you, okay? Um, last year in January, HBO was like, you know what everybody needs coming out of a global pandemic? A post-apocalyptic show. And that shit was fucking phenomenal. And this year, another year removed from a global pandemic in January, they're like, you know what would be great? A post-apocalyptic show. And you know what? I think it's going to be fucking phenomenal. So I'm going to draft The Last of Us. Um, This is a video game that I have not played. Um, I'm a father of four. I don't have time for things like joy or happiness or video games anymore. (laughs) Only Um, booze and pain. (laughs) Only only booze and only tobacco and alcohol. That's all I have time for. Um, I have, though, however, at a friend's house... (laughs) Gosh, like, I think, like, the month it came out, I played, like, the first 47 minutes of this game and had my heart broken and had to pick it up off the floor. Um, I'm so excited for this. Um, I saw something on Twitter that was, like, the the way you know you're going to end up in The Last of Us is having been on another HBO show. So it's got, like, folks from True Blood. Um, It's got folks from The White Lotus. Um, It's got Bella Ramsey. And, of course, it's got the Red Viper of Dorne himself. Um, Pedro, Oh, the Mandalorian himself, Pedro Pascal. Um, I'm so excited for this. Um, The, like, heartbreak with a hint of hope in a post-apocalyptic world with, like, a lone wolf and, and cub kind of, you know, older, grizzled person and younger person meant to inspire and bring change to the... Great. Should just hook it up to my veins. Um, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for kind of like with Andor, right? Like, for... I didn't know you could do this in a Star Wars show. I didn't know you could do this with a video game adaptation. I'm very, very ready for this, and I'm ready to be floored in the same way that I was watching Station Eleven. Anna? So this was not on my list, but I am very excited for it. I do not know anything about the show other than uh, Pedro and Bella are in it, Um, which I think is good because it allows me to go in with a clean palette. My only hesitation with this show is I have very large trigger warnings when it comes to animal harm if I'm not expecting it. So I'm going to need somebody to go ahead and watch it before me and then let me know if it's safe for me to watch. (laughs) Even in the first season of Game of Thrones, which if you haven't watched it, spoiler, um, when Lady died, you don't see anything, but just the sound of it like really upset me and I cried. Um, So I don't know if there's going to be any of that in the show, but, you know, Bella as baby Mormont was phenomenal. And I just wanted to see more of her in the show. Unfortunately, her character was written off and died. But, you know, for someone at such a young age, Bella really knocks it out of the park. And I think seeing Liana and Oberyn on the same screen together, my brain may break, but in a good way. I think it's the crossover we did not know we needed. 
but we definitely have to have it. I think it's going to be phenomenal. I am also really hyped for the show. I was actually hyped for the show before even realizing that Bella Ramsey or Pedro Pascal was in it. Uh, I found out about the show not because of I've played a video game because uh, I have not. I was more hyped about it because I found out uh, my boy uh, hashtag the only Ghost Rider Gabriel Luna was in it. Oh my God, that's back on this bullshit about Ghost Rider. I quit. <laughs> I'm done. Don't look at me like that. That that man is the only true Ghost Rider. I do not want to hear any any bullshit about Nick Cage being Ghost Rider. That he is bounced out the club. He is no. He is not my Ghost Rider. <laughs> Is this like an anti-Nicholas Cage podcast now? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm really hyped about this. That are going to have some words to say to you about that if that happens. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it. Bring it on, you Nick Cage lovers. Bring it on. You know what? Now I want to have a Nick Cage draft and have somebody draft Ghost Rider. (laughs) (laughs) Just to make you mad. I'm not going to. Not even Nick Cage lovers can draft Ghost Rider. They know it's trash. (laughs) They draft uh, National Treasure 19 before they draft Ghost Rider 1 or 2. So, so is this um, is this over or under the the time limit that we had on that derailing the pod? Uh, I'm going to say this is over. I'm I'm impressed that it. We got through a full break. I would say this is this is an. I'm going to say it's under. You know, we we only derailed for a couple of minutes. This is not, you know, like Starfighter. That, that's true. Here. Yeah, that's a good point. That that that's the Hall of Fame level so far. <laughs> this is this is just like a, a good performance. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really hyped for The Last of Us. I I'm coming into this kind of with a clean slate. I'm again, I have not played video games. The only thing I know about it is who's in it and just a general vague idea of what the plot's going to be. Normally, I'm not a big fan of post-apocalyptic stuff, but uh, this does pique my interest. It does give me some kind of uh, almost World War Z kind of feels just from the trailer. So I am excited to see where this goes. You know what's also interesting about this show is that we've seen a lot of video game to movie adaptations, but there's not very many video game to TV show adaptations. And I think it'll be really interesting to see them flesh out the lore and the storyline of this video game. Not that I've personally played it, but really establish like video games as like a different type of content they could draft from other than the witcher right i think that's the only one i can think of off the top of my head correct me if i'm wrong there's the halo one um which i have not finished i've enjoyed it so far um i wouldn't say it's great but i think it is good which one the first try that they went for it with the tv show or the second one the most recent one the one on paramount yeah pillow shiver on it yeah. Oh, yeah. Horn right, stash. That, I forgot about that. Him. God, I, I knew I recognized him. <laughs> <laughs> if you all could see the the light bulb just above Ryan's head when he's like, oh, that's <laughs> where he's from. <laughs> yeah. I was I was just listening um to the rewatchables the other day, the Den of Thieves one, and um I just I, I love that movie. And he's he's, he's, he's really that. he's really good at that. He's a he's a he's a good chameleon. He he gets to like morph his way into different people. But yeah, I, I do feel like video games I think work better 
as TV adaptations, you have more time to kind of build the world out. Um, the thing with video games is that you're controlling the character. So the, the like kind of the voyeuristic experience that you have when you're controlling a character doesn't always translate. I mean, it, it traditionally has not translated onto the big screen, but you can kind of take your time and slow down and get some of those things in the, in the TV episodes. Um, and I think the Witcher does a phenomenal job of that with material that is decidedly not as cinematic as the last of us. Um, so I, I think this is, this is going to be a fun one to, to talk about. I think. Yeah, I am also excited about this one. Um, it was on my board um, for myself. And I think Anna is this way as well. I'm generally not a zombie first person. Um, I, I like, I am legend. I like Shaun of the dead and that's about it. Um, I did enjoy what I played of this video game though. I similar to Michael, I, I played maybe a quarter of the game, maybe less. Um, but I, I thought it was really good and really got me in the feels in a way that I, I wasn't expecting. Um, and obviously, you know, the, the cast is great and, um, I'm really excited and, uh, there are reviews that are starting to come out that think say it's really good. So yeah, I'm I'm hyped for this show as well. Yeah, HBO put it in the pocket. HBO put it in that nine o'clock Eastern Sunday night spot for a reason. So I'm I'm a, I'm gonna trust them and let it cook. You know they haven't yeah. like Succession, White Lotus, Game of Thrones. Like, like they've you know they've put everything. Good. Sopranos, right? Like that's where they, they put put it in that slot. Because Pedro went, you killed me off too early in Game of Thrones. <laughs> and it's the only way I'm going to be involved in the project is you per- give me that Perfect. Song. They made the right decision then. <laughs> <laughs> now, now all we need is a Richard Madden show in there. Then, then I'll be happy. It's a, there you go. My he's done a couple of Netflix shows. He's good. He's, he's, he's good. He may, he, Rob, Richard Madden may show up later in this draft. Although I do have to say, not that this has anything to do with 2023, but when I saw him and Kit on screen together, just looking at each other, I was like, oh, my kids and Eternals. <laughs> yeah. I was like, the boys are back together. The only like, good part of Eternals, yeah. Was there a good part of Eternals? Yes, those two looking at each other. Like, is that a chick? <laughs> and Kit yeah. Harrington as a comedic actor. I'm like, this should have been utilized more as him just being like a total like airhead like that, him trying to like then, crawl up the wall he's like nope but, i'm taking the stairs <laughs> like all of us in that moment <laughs> that and the the part of she hulk where you can see in the corner like a newspaper article where somebody finally asked like hey what's with that giant like eternal guy half sticking out of the earth yeah like, any, any anybody can ask about that no anybody no nope. we're just ignoring it now <laughs> it's just the thing now okay well since we already got anna hyped anna what do you have next for our draft what are you picking i am gonna speaking of marvel i'm not picking something from marvel but i am picking a superhero show i'm picking gen v which is going to be the spinoff of the boys uh-huh. Um, the premise is that it's going to be a spinoff show that explores the lives of hormonal competing soups as they put their physical, sexual, and moral boundaries to the test, competing for the best projects in the best cities. So if you remember the boys, when the deep got blacklisted, he got sent to Ohio and he is, uh, an ocean based 
superhero. So him being landlocked and like only having like a tiny little lake to deal with is not great. Right. So I'm really interested to see what sort of superpowers they bring in for these characters. Um, they brought in Jazz Sinclair and Chase Perdomo from the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So they're going to be hanging out again. Those were Roz and Ambrose, respectively. You have, uh, I think it's Lizzie Broadway. Um, and then you have some characters called like Golden Boy, Polarity. I'm, I'm Apparently A-Train's going to have a guest spot. They're going to bring back Ashley for guest spot. So I don't really know how that's going to work out, but I am very excited to see how they flesh out this world of the boys. Do we know if Ashley's going to have uh, her old weave or her new weave? I'm assuming new weave. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, all, all TV needs more girl bossing in the Ashley format, so I, I'm here for more of it. Ashley is like the most realistic rendition of girl bossing possible. It's just like you <laughs> losing your hair, just ripping it out. Um, but yeah, apparently, according to Wikipedia, it is also tested Hunger Games style. I'm like, oh, my my interest has been piqued. I do love the Hunger Games. Yeah, I am hyped for this show. I It's another show that this one was on my board. I am coming into this one clean. I don't know much about it other than just a rough summary of what it's going to be. I don't know the cast. I have not read anything, but uh, anyone who listens to us regularly knows we are a we're basically a boys podcast. We're just not getting paid for it. (laughs) (laughs) This is basically the boys podcast. Tomer, uh, Karen Fukuhara, call us. Um, Vought would be very disappointed that we aren't cashing in on this, so we gotta step our game up. Yeah, but yeah because it's true. from the boys, I'm in. I, I don't need any... I'm sold already. That's it. Bring it on. Ryan, are you also not getting paid by the boys, but are hyped for this? Um, yes and yes. Um, you know, if you're if you're listening, boys, uh, checks payable to Ryan. So good. Um, I this one was not on my list. I completely forgot about it, to be honest. Um, but I am glad that Anna picked it. And um, obviously a big boy's head over here, too. So uh, I will definitely be watching and um, interesting to see where it goes. And, yeah, I, I am t- interested to see if this is sort of like a twisted version of the X-Men um, as, as the boys have done a, a great job and sort of like inverting and, and, and twisting um, a lot of the popular superhero stories that are out there. So um, very interested to see um, how this one goes. Michael, are you part of the boys? I've uh, no, I don't watch the boys um, <gasps> again. Like <gasps> uh, again, as Okay, to be fair. Hold hold on. You still haven't seen Wakanda forever, so let's come on. Chill out. Okay. What I was going to say is, to be fair, it is not a child-friendly show. (laughs) We've we've had this conversation off mic, right? Very much not. I have to pick and choose like what shows I can watch in general and the boys like kind of like I've never I've also never watched Stranger Things. My kids have watched Stranger Things without me and I ran a D&D game for them. Right. So there there are just things that slip through the cracks with me like sleep or like, you know, self-love. Um, 
But, <laughs> you know, you had, you know, uh, residents of an academy test their physical, sexual and moral boundaries as a graduate of the United States Coast Guard Academy. I've done some of that. So um, if there's anything that's going to get me into this world, it's going to be the kind of, you know, uh, X-Men Academy for Child Soldiers aspect to this. So um, while I don't typically watch this, this might this might sneak its way in. You can do it. Let the kids learn. <laughs> Let the kids learn. Let the boy watch. Let the boy watch. Boy watch. Just go back to back. Have them watch like a rerun of Sesame Street, and then go right into the boys. <laughs> because those two that things definitely cross over. That won't yeah. be the most confusing day of TV ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right, so I am going to talk about my next pick, which I am shocked is still on the board. Um, maybe the best superhero movie that we have had, and surprisingly, uh, part one was from Sony. How'd that happen? Uh, I am taking Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. We're getting back into seeing our boy Miles Morales. We're seeing him. Um, that trailer, even though I love the trailer, as a lot of people said, Girl, you, you got to keep your sneakers off the bed. What, what's happening? You got to keep your sneakers off the bed. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for this. I think a lo- I, I can't imagine that it wasn't on everyone's board here. It is just jam packed with stars. And the first one was just it hit every beat that you wanted it to hit. It was emotional. It had action. It had a hero finding his journey, finding his path. And now we get to see where he goes from here. And I am just so excited to find out. And my favorite Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2099. What's up, Miguel? He is looks like he's playing a big part in this. So I'm ready. Let's go. Michael, was this on your draft board? This was uh, the first thing that's actually been taken from me on here. This was third of my movies. Um, I was super excited for it. Again, I have a I, last time we did this. I had a two-year-old who was obsessed with Spider-Man. Now I have a three-year-old who's even more obsessed with Spider-Man. Um, it has like the patience. This might be the first movie he sees. Um, he's like just now able to kind of sit through, you know, pieces of of of, of entertainment like this. Um, so all the Spider-Man on the screen all the time at every moment. Um, I'm just I'm just really excited for this. Again, uh, the voice acting, the animation style, um, kind of the melding of you know the kind of comic book panels with actual you know cinematography. It's phenomenal. Um, I hate you for taking this from me and my children. And that's that's kind of it's kind of where I land on it, but I'm I'm extremely excited for it. You can always introduce them to the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Wholesome family fun. After after Not an episode of Blippy, we'll do Blippy, and then we'll do Muck and the Boys. <laughs> do Zero Gasm. Oh yeah, my nephew. Just follow it up with a, a Bluey episode. <laughs> Just hey, to kids, calm them down. This is an orgy. Flippy <laughs> <laughs> makes bank, by the way. I'm not sure how he stumbled into that, but he's uh, he's doing well for himself. So <laughs> Ryan's part of the Blippy hive. 
that's going to be his next pick. Uh, well, my, my nephew is, so I'm sort of like Blippy adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> Blippy adjacent is a good Blippy adjacent. That turned your nickname, Ryan. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, since we're on Daddington Island with Michael, are you excited since this uh, this bald kid, Kalu, is coming back, apparently? What, what now? What, what, which who's kid? <laughs> <laughs> this kid show that that Kalu guy, you know that that weird kid that all the parents hate. Apparently, this kid's coming back. I don't. No, I'm not. Listen, I fully indoctrinated mine into like nerd nerd culture. So like they're they're on like my youngest is on Rescue Bots and my oldest has watched most of Game of Thrones. And then my daughter got me into Wednesday. So like we'll find you know we'll find stuff to to watch. We'll watch Ginny and George or something. So like we'll figure it out. Weren't you saying something like about when your oldest was watching Game of Thrones, he like put his phone down or something at a certain part? I can't remember what it was. No, remember, I videoed his reaction to the Red Wedding. That's what it was. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. 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 He like he like got mad and didn't want to watch the show anymore for about a week. And then he was like, wait, this shit is crack. And then he went back to it. So. <laughs> Anna, do you think Spider-Man across the universe Spider-Verse is crack? No, because I haven't seen the first one yet, and I'm about to get. What are you doing? Oh, whoa! No, 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 no! Listen, like I'm gonna stop recording. Okay, listen for real. Like, for forget Creed, forget Jonathan Majors. You need to watch this. You need you. This is. Make you know what's even your- worse though. Oh I God. bought the well, Blu-ray should... and I just never opened it. That makes it like a million times worse. It really does. You have to fly. I'm. T- I'm gonna listen. You have exactly one week to watch this, or I'm buying you tickets to a Buffalo Bills game. I am snatching you up in a paper bag and I'm taking you to a Buffalo Bills game. I. That is like yeah, the yeah, highest you, form you of pressure you could you ever pick <laughs> one or the other. Ryan just DM'd me. He's he's buying folding tables right now so Michael can put you through one. Gosh. <laughs> At the Bills Unbelievable. game. Unbelievable. You hurt my heart. How could you the, you bought you spent you spent cash money on the Blu-ray and still haven't opened it? Anna. It wasn't cash money. I had rewards points at Target. <laughs> <laughs> as a parent that's the but exact it was on thing, sale okay? and i looked at it and i went ryan really loves this movie i need to watch it and then i just put it down and then i never opened it oh man i know Anna, you know those rewards points are as good as cash yeah i know <laughs> I'm a horrible human being. I'm about you're, to get you're canceled. You're a bad human being. Anna, who <laughs> remains, it no longer remains. She just got fucking kicked off of Planet Fantasy. She is now <laughs> out in the expanse of space. Kicked off Planet Earth. Yep. You are now known as Anna of Uranus. Oh my god, no. <laughs> I'm just That's the planet you're on now. I'm just waiting for fucking James Holden to come pick me up before, you know, I explode into tiny little pieces in outer space. That's it. Ryan, pl- please type us up. We need to we need to get this disappointment out of our heads. <laughs> I mean, Ouch. I'm thoroughly disappointed, but yeah, I'm, I'm super hyped for this. I I like Michael. I'm also bummed, um, although I'm not sure like which one of my picks I would have removed for this, but I feel like I should have. Um, anyway, yeah, I was like pleasantly excited when I saw the trailer for the first one. I'm like, oh, this looks kind of cool. And then, like basically everybody else, I I was just blown away um, when I saw the movie. Um, Basically everyone except Anna, who was blown away when they watched the movie. 
Yeah, I was I was leaving that part. It's not like I walked in. I said it was like the worst movie of all time. I just said I haven't watched it yet. Anyway, um, yeah, I uh, oh yeah, and um, Dad will be uh, excited that his nemesis Nicholas Cage, aka Spider Man Noir, uh, is not in this one, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm super hyped for um, for Miles to see his journey continue. Um, Spider Gwen or Ghost Spider, I'm not sure what they're currently calling her in the current comic canon, but uh, yeah, she Ghost Spider. Is, okay, yeah, just Ghost Spider. Yeah, she's one of my favorite Spider characters. Um, super hyped for that. Uh, very excited for uh, Issa Rae is a portrayal of um, Spider Woman, and um, yeah, just the uh, all the different Spider people. Uh, that will be in this movie. Um, very much looking forward to it. So, I know that when we were first getting the first trailer, at least for the first uh, Into the Spider Verse, didn't they put the like a two minute clip of him knocking out Thick Peter? It was it at the end of the first Venom movie or something? Maybe. I think that's where I first I saw I this. So. I think so. It was a weird introduction to it, but I'm so glad I was in on it. And uh, maybe at the end of this movie, we'll get a trailer for a live action movie that they're doing. Who knows? Sony's weird, but uh, sometimes they get a sometimes they hit a home run. And this one is definitely this one is the best Marvel movie that they've ever put together. Well, I am going to give you guys my next pick and the start of the third round. But we'll tease it out a little bit. We're going to take a quick break. And we're back. And we're just going to jump right into the third round with my first pick of the third round. And I've got a few picks here. And most of my picks have been fantasy related. And I think I'm going to go with something in the real world. You know, I... I think of everyone and all of the guests here at Planet Fantasy as a uh, as my familia. So I, I've got to go with Fast and Furious Ten. Give it to me. I want Fast and no. Furious Ten. No. <laughs> yes. Hard pass. Absolutely not. This is a draft about what we are hyped for. I'm hyped for Fast Ten. Fast Ten. Your seatbelts, Anna. We're going. Let's go. Oh my God. We get to That's find so out sad. where the where they're going. I mean, where's Mr. Nobody? Are we going to get we know the Han is back. Spoiler. But, you know, justice for Han worked. Um, are we going to get justice for Giselle? Rumors have it that Gal Gadot is filming in the same area. Maybe. Hopefully. Letty, one of our most badass female lead characters in any movie franchise. What's up? I mean, are we we're doing a heist? Are we what are we doing? Are we going into space? What the hell are we doing? Say whatever you want about this movie franchise. You have no idea what the hell they're going to do. First, they were street racers. They were sell. They were stealing VCRs in the first movies. They were selling. They were stealing VCR players, not Blu-rays, VCR players. Then they were they were in a full on heist in Brazil. Then they were in a rocket ship in the last one. Where are we going? I'm ready. I'm hyped. Give me fast 10. Let's go. Ryan, are you hyped? I am hyped. Uh, you, you left it. You left out the um, submarine at the uh, formal Russian naval base. Um, but yeah, it, <laughs> it's truly remarkable to see where this, this franchise has come from. Um, 
in terms of, uh, you know, the the um, quaint origins, I guess you could say. And then there's um, I, I need to look this up now, but there's a great sort of TikTok series um, with a, 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 a guy who is a grandpa um, who like grew up now um, who gets bitter and yells, you know, this used to be about racing after his grandson talks about how fast 23 involved Goku and Optimus prime um, punching <laughs> each other through the, the space time continue. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm um, excited for this and I'm very interested to see uh, where this one goes and, and how they can, you know, somehow keep stacking them on top of the previous ones. So see, now I'm just hoping to see somehow Vin Diesel, just like spirit bomb Goku, just off the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, are you hyped? I love this series. Um, I have for a long time. Uh, one of the more poignant kind of things that I posted in our collective uh, kind of fan Facebook group was about a friend of mine who died. Uh, about five years ago, who was like, who was Brian to a T, right? He was like the white guy in a multicultural friend group who drove better than everyone, who was just like the most chill dude who everyone got along with. Um, This franchise means a lot to me personally in a weird way. Um, And I'll continue following it. It is past its apex. Uh, The five, six, fast five, uh, Fast Six Furious Seven uh, was the best of this, uh, by all means. But they're still gonna—they're still gonna wow you. They're still gonna knock your socks off. Um, I'm still gonna go and see every single one of them. So I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm excited for this. Um, in a, in a, I think more in a more muted way. And I think if we get if we get a really good trailer, um, I'll be all the way in. Yeah, Vin Diesel hyped it. Uh, we may be getting a trailer at the end of the month at some point. If we if we get a Super Bowl trailer for Fast 10, I'd be very excited. Pump that shit into my veins. Mm-hmm. Anna, tell me you've watched at least one of these. <laughs> Just one. I did watch the first one when it came there out. Go. There we and go. And then I there watched it again because I tried to binge it. And then I got distracted because... As we all know, my father's favorite movie is Bullet. And it is the modern car chase movie. So anytime I watch a car chase movie, it has to be automatically followed up with Bullet. I don't really know if I can stand watching Bullet more (laughs) than like like nine times in a month. I I just don't know if I can emotionally handle that Um, and just deal with my dad going, well, you know, Steve McQueen did his own stunt driving did any other driver in the modern car chase era do that and i'm like yes paul walker like this is commonly known um but i will be going to see it for two reasons and they are jason momoa and alan richson (laughs) there you go i mean listen they like they're they're hitting all the quadrants right like they're they're just they're doing a good job of bringing everybody else so i think dame helen mirren is back in this one she is yeah like just like they're hitting all that's like the best like sexual chemistry like vin diesel has had in any of these movies i i'm looking at this cast lineup you have vin diesel jason namoa alan richson brie larson Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Rita Moreno, Tyrese Gibson, Jason Statham, Charlize. Well, we don't really know if 
John Cena will be there. Um, Jordana Brewster, Scott Eastwood, <laughs> Nathalie Emmanuel, like Luda, Cardi B, Kurt Russell, The Rock, like yeah. so many people. If it's not going to be like the best movie of the year, it's going to be like the hottest movie of the year, basically. <laughs> <Cast> <laughs> Yeah. And you know what? It's going to make a shit ton of money. Yeah, I, I hold on a second. Is, yeah. is this is this Fast Five or is this is this Herogasm? Which what movie are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Probably a great reminder, Michael. Probably have Anna. a sex scene than Herogasm. What? <laughs> <laughs> Anna, if you wanted to get into the franchise, start with uh, Fast and Furious, which is the fourth one, because it has your boy Mother's Milk in it. Oh, that's oh right. I do love MM. That's right. Oh my I god. I love MM. He was so nice. And then you can go right into Fast Five, which is maybe one of the best heist movies of like the last 15 years. And then you can go to six and then seven. And then, you know, I think you'll be hooked. You'll be hooked by then. It would be easier to get me into a car chase movie than a sports movie. So I, I concur with that statement. <laughs> there, there are, there are people are occasionally tackled in these movies. So I just want to, I just want to warn you, it might look sports adjacent. That's, that's fine. I can deal with that. I love action movies, but for some reason, like sports movies are just a giant deterrent for me. Fast, fast five is one of the best action movies of of this century and probably will remain so for the rest of our lives. It's re- Fast Five is really, really good. It's really good. It's, yeah. That's a movie that got Amber into the Fast Fast franchise. Yeah, like, and, 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 and Fury, the, the last like 12 minutes of Furious 7 are like it's like the last 8 minutes of Coco. Like you're going, you're going to cry just prepare yourself for it now. Yep. That's so funny. We were just talking about that. Um, I didn't cry in Coco. I know. I have no heart. Jesus. <laughs> I told you this, Dad. <laughs> well, speaking of tears, um, just to put a quick little bow on this, the uh, shout out to Amber, who had her first Amber Tears of the Year watching the last 10 minutes of fast seven just it was on and she just like yeah this she saw the scene charlie poots started singing and then that was it the tears started happening there's like none of none of it makes any sense but wiz khalifa charlie pooth and vin diesel will make you cry like it just it doesn't it doesn't make any sense like if you explain it to anybody else it's just like ah, that doesn't that doesn't for, for the record, I'm still annoyed that you made us guess which thing made Amber cry, and we guessed basically everything, and then you're like, okay, fine, yeah, this was it. <laughs> <laughs> I I did say it was not... You were close to the to the genre, but not where it was. I'm not my fault you couldn't pick up Fast and the Furious. <laughs> I am surprised it took Amber... 12 days to cry. I thought for sure she would have been down by like day three, day four. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Anna, are you going to be picking something that will make you cry? What is your next pick? I mean, parts of it might make me cry. I don't know if I'm allowed to draft this because I made my list before we decided one of the cast members was um, 
our our mutual friend's uh, mortal enemy in D and D. Um, nah, fuck it. I'm gonna draft it anyway. You're allowed. Yeah, you're allowed. I'm going to draft Dune Part Two. Electric Boogaloo. Damn it. Aha. Damn it. Um. Yeah. Really excited to continue that saga. Unfortunately, fan favorite Duncan Idaho will not be joining us round two. But we are going to be getting some more Zendaya. We get Christopher Walken. We get more Stone Skarsgård. Florence Pugh's going to be in there. Some more Tim Chalamet. Dave Batista. We get some Thanos. Javier Bardem. And of course, he who shall not be named, Austin Butler. (laughs) Now, hold up. Now, now, I will say, being familiar with the book and knowing who he's, well, he's playing Fade Rafa, right? Is he Fade? I think he's Fade. I believe so. If he's Fade Rafa, that, that fits perfectly. It's he's he's the he's the Aegon the second of this thing, and it's gonna he's gonna do really well. He's gonna do really well, I think. But is he gonna talk about it in an Elvis voice? Because it's part. I don't of think Danny Villeneuve does not fuck around. No, he won't. He won't. Push it happen. He's gonna be like, you're not gonna bring that method actor bullshit over here, man. Ryan, are you hyped? I am hyped. Um, geez, that that is quite a cast list. I did not realize um, they were all going to be in that. Um, although, based on the first movie, I could do with a little less Chalamet. So we will see how. Um, uh, you're not, this is I, I I cut that out and clip it and play this back for Ryan after this movie comes out. I I promise you, you are you're going to be with it. You be with it. All right. This is, gonna be a this is, yeah, this is this is and it's going to make the first the first movie. Be- I understand what you're saying. and I know a lot of people that haven't read the book that had the same problem with Chalamet in the first movie. I'm, ex- I'm excited to recap this one next year. OK, cool. Um, yeah, I did um, enjoy the first movie. I am somebody who's not read the book, so I, I went in blind. Um, but yeah, I thought it was um, really interesting. Um, and yeah, definitely looking uh, forward to more um, learning about that and, and seeing the giant spice worms. So, yeah. Well, I think this may be the first one that I may be disappointing Michael in. I haven't read the books or seen the first movie. <gasps> How? It just never happened for me. Just never happened for me. I understand the book. The book is like very, very difficult to get through. A group of us tried to do like a mini book club and we read part one. We were like, this is too hard. We're not going to do it. But the movie is so good and has so many of your favorite people in it. Uh, Zendaya. But I heard she's only in it for like 2.8 seconds. I know. And the people who didn't read the book were like super pissed about it. They were like, and this is like what started our, our group rating of Not Enough Zen- Zendaya and everything. Um, but she's really only introduced at like the very, very end of part one, right? And then yeah, well, over marketed her in the trailer. And so everybody thought she was like a staple through the movie and she just wasn't. Yeah, that that was the thing. It was the, the over marketing of her in the trailer and then her not end up, ending up being in that much of the first movie. Well, I don't want to put a buzzkill on the hype for this, but I know that Michael is hype for this. Michael, hype us up, buddy. I'm I'm really excited. Um, 
This is, you know, you know what this was? So I saw this in, I, I actually like took the time and like researched theater. I saw this in theaters in 2020, right? Because I knew I wanted to see it on that screen. I knew if it, if it, if it was Denny Villeneuve doing Dune, right? Doing Frank Herbert's Dune. I knew I would want to see it. Um, it was a cinematic experience akin to um, Top Gun Maverick, right? Akin to the like the most recent Avatar, like this is a thing you want to experience. I would highly recommend that, especially with kind of like the way you lean with like with with high fantasy um, and and with spectacle like that. This is a fun thing to see. Um, I was I'm really excited for this because I know what's coming, um, and each of the characters that will be in this movie is going to have a lot more to do um, than they did in the first Dune. But I think taking it as a whole, it's going to be really, really, really fun. Um, I'm very excited for this. I'm excited. This is a this is one of those generational. My dad gave me Dune. I could barely get through it. And then I finally got through it. I gave it to my son, my oldest. Um, I mean, this is that we're gonna have a lot of fun conversations about this one. I'm very excited, and I'm mad Anna took it from me because she hates me. (laughs) All's fair in love and drafting. Yes, indeed. (laughs) All right. So our next pick, I believe that's that's you, Mike. It is. It is. What Um, you got for us, man? There's uh, there's there's a lot of stuff that's that's still fun and on the board here, Um, but um, as um, your resident master of the dungeons i'm going to have to draft uh D honor among thieves hell yeah um behind the scenes note for everyone uh i've been trying to get our D group of which thad and anna are a part of to actually get together in real life and go see this movie together we're, we're trying to figure this out um and make it work with everyone's travel schedules and work schedules and everything else so i this might be like a really fun um you know facebook instagram whatever it is post um i may twitch stream it live i don't know um <laughs> It's one of those things where I re- I remember going with my high school D and D group to see like the Thora Birch, uh, Marlon Wayne's the D and D movie. Um, so I, I'm in the bag for this anyway. But it looks like they kind of got the the spirit of this and the meta nature of it without being overly meta in the same way that like 21 Jump Street and the Lego movie kind of worked. Um, it, one of the, the the fun things that I've seen, you know, on Twitter, on, on Instagram is like, you know, the, the, if, if the D&D movie wants to be true to, you know, its roots, it, it will say it's going to debut at one time and then not everyone will be able to show up and they'll have to push it a week, which is what <laughs> happens with literally every D&D game. Um, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to spoil one of the um, traditions of our own D and D game. But if we push, specific things have to happen. Um, <laughs> so that may, when with this cast, listen with Ray J. John Page and and uh, and and whoever else is in this movie, um, Chris Pine, Chris Pine, and, Chris and uh, Michelle Rodriguez, yeah, and Michelle Rodriguez, and and, uh, and, and- you. 
Grant, and Hugh Grant, listen, like if if listen that our our D and D our house rule may have to apply. Um, Not I'm, only actually, Daisy Head is also in this, and she's mm-hmm. also in Shadow and Bone. Oh, so. oh my God, that's right. Uh-huh. Oh, that makes it even better. Wow, that, that actually that actually wraps the bow on this really nicely. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just I I think they're going to get the spirit of D&D right with this. And as a long time, you know, fantasy head and as someone who's run multiple D&D games and and loves this hobby in a way that I think is unique, even among the the, the, my nerd friends, I'm really excited for um, this to be well represented and, and well done in a corny, campy, you know, way but with like the same level of, of love and care and the same production value. Hell yeah. I, I have been so hyped for this movie just because of the cast and just because we started our, uh, our D and D group. So, uh, Michael and Anna already know this. I've, I've loved watching D and D. So actually getting to play it with, with a bunch of people who I actually enjoy spending time with has really given me uh, a lot of insight into what playing D&D is about. So it really hits home that, okay, now we're getting a, we're getting a movie and you hope it's going to be good, but even if it's not, you still feel like it's going to be fun. So I don't think I'm going to come out of this movie. I don't think there's any way they can, I can watch this movie and just not enjoy it. I, it just wanted. It feels like one of those things where it, it doesn't matter. Everyone can trash it, and it can have like two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'll still be like, "Yo, I love this shit." Like you, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and are you hyped for D and D? Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I've never done D and D before, um, but it seems like fun. Love to try it at some point. Um, and yeah, the movie uh, looks cool. Um, big Chris Pine fan, um, and uh, yeah, from what I've seen of the trailer, it just it just looks like a lot of fun. Like you know, there's not maybe not like a ton of big stakes tied into it. It's not like a huge movie franchise at this point, but I mean, it just looks like a fun fantasy movie, and I'm into that. So. Ryan, you have an open invitation if you ever want to drop into our game. Thanks. I, I just might take you up on that. So, I mean, I am also down to start another campaign at some point. Yep. So, how how like again? However, it works. I think it's it's a it's a fun it's a it's a fun thing, and I'm, it's gonna be it's gonna be nice to be able to like you said, whether or not it's great, it's going to be fun, and we'll be able to share it with everyone. So. <laughs> All right, well, that that actually warmed my heart. (laughs) That was a great pick. (laughs) I didn't get to talk about about it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you did? I thought you did. No. I just went, (laughs) Chris Pine has beautiful eyes, and that was the extent of my... (laughs) Oh, I thought that was your your commentary. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that this was part of Anna's horny corner. It has a title now. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anna's Horny Circle is like a club down the street. I, I can't say that on the pod. <laughs> but when you look at like how some of these people are cast, like you have Chris Pine as a, a bard who's probably going to be very unhinged, right? When you think of Into the Woods, I think that was the perfect cast. What is that like to have an unhinged bard on the pod with you? 
Wouldn't know anything about that. Um, <laughs> you have Michelle Rodriguez as a barbarian. You have Rega Jean Page as a paladin. You have Justin Smith as like a sorcerer. You have Hugh Grant as a rogue, which I think is phenomenal. And you have Daisy Head as like a red wizard. Um, and still being relatively new, I, I don't totally know the difference between sorcerer versus wizard versus... Um, Whatever the last one is, I cannot <laughs> think of it off the top of my head. I know I'm going to get kicked out of my D&D adventure group for not knowing that. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Like, I don't think it's going to be, you know, the best picture of the year, but I think we're going to go into it and revisit what movies really should be. You go in, you forget about the bullshit of the real world for about an hour and a half, two hours, and you laugh and you just enjoy yourself. And you're going to want to watch it again and again because it's going to be a comfort movie. Yeah, this is this is going to be true lies, right? Like, just amazingly fun. Like, no, no one's going to confuse this with, like, everybody's trying to win an Oscar. But, yeah, like, Michelle Rodriguez is, like, a barbarian, is, like, a rage-filled barbarian who's over the shit of the men she has to hang out with. Rage Jean Page is like a noble who has barely contained rage issues, and then Justice Smith is like a nebbish academic. Yeah, per- just perfectly cast. Like bring, just bring them all here, right? Honestly, I don't even think they really had to act. I think they probably just walked on set and were like, "I'm just going to be myself today, <laughs> and just say some random shit," and that's the movie. Yeah. yeah. And then the guy, the guy who successfully played James Tiberius character, just like, hey, just be like charming and maybe a little horny. Like, all right, (laughs) he doesn't even have to be charming. He can kind of just look at you and be like, my eyes are blue, and I'd be like, okay, I'm in. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know where we're going, but I will follow you. Yeah, (laughs) I'm curious to see how deep down into the D&D lore that they go? Like, do they start off at level one, like kind of squishy, no powers? Or are they going to start off like level three or maybe something a little bit higher and more robust? So there's been a lot of talk about like how, how much are they going to address like kind of the, the meta aspects of it, right? Like how are they going to have, are they going to make, make jokes about making saving throws or are you just going to be able to recognize? I, I feel like, the guys they have making this movie have done this well multiple times. So I think they're going to kind of walk the right line of self-referential without being arch. Yeah. I'm just curious to see, like, for example, for those of you that don't know how to play a bard, there's different bard colleges, right? So are you going to have him be something from like the college of spirits and like do some like weird necromancy shit, or is he going to be like college of glamor? And he does like all this, like, um, this fey magic where he's like, I'm the most beautiful being in the world. And like, I'm going to entrance you. Right. Or is it just going to be, you know, level one, very squishy standard. Like I am a bard. Let me plan my loot for you. Right. He's, he's going to be like fucking college of seduction. And it's going to be like, come over here. And like, I'm going to seduce you while the rest of my party sneaks into the, whatever it is. So he's going to be playing the weekend. (laughs) Like he's going to be singing weekend songs. That's like a that's, that's like a that's like a four level chess inside joke for our D and D group. So like, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Chris Pine, what do you? What's your move? I'm gonna put on my leather jacket of seduction. 
<laughs> no, it's gonna be. It's. I think. It, I think it's going to be really fun. In a, I think I think you know this is why I want to go with all of you, right? This is why you want to go with your D and D group, right? Because you're gonna want to like see it, see it in person, and like I think it's gonna reflect kind of the unhinged nature of most D and D groups, while also like, oh, this is dope! Like you rolled a crit. Now describe the badass stuff that you do in whatever happened, right? Whether it's a skill check or an attack roll or a saving throw or whatever, right? Yeah, and like you said, those those guys, uh, the game night guys, you can trust yeah. them. Yeah, that, that, game night is still the one, the best comedies of the last twenty years. That yeah. movie still holds up. It is still incredible, and you can't go ten minutes without just laughing hysterically at game night. Yep. So they're doing it. So I mean, I've got full faith that they're not going to screw this up. Exactly, Ryan. Are you hyped for this movie or well, no, you're already hyped for this movie. Um, what's your next pick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have too much more to say about the last one. <sighs> Jesus is tough. There's a lot of stuff still on my board. Um, but I'm not sure what I want to draft. <sighs> All right. Yeah. I'm i uh, I'm going to go with guardians three. Um, I think a lot, along with a lot of people, I've really enjoyed the, the Guardians movies uh, and the MCU. Um, as Michael said, that MCU is in an interesting place right now. Um, we are excited for Ant Man, uh, Quantumania, and then I think Guardians is going to be the next movie after that. Um, and um, I'm, you know, just really, um, I just really get really excited whenever that crew is on the screen. Um, from their, you know, brief cameo in uh, Thor: Love and Thunder to the holiday special that they had, um, it, it's just always a lot of fun with them. Um, I know uh, Dave Batista really said that uh, recently said this is to be his last portrayal of Drax, so uh, that'll be fun to to see what he does with that. Um, this, based on the trailer, movie looks like it's really going to dive deep into Rocket and. And I'm really interested in that. I, I think Bradley Cooper has played that character really well in a really interesting way. So, yeah, I'm definitely excited for when this one uh, comes out later this year. Yeah, I'm hyped for this movie. I am. Of course, you always get a little bit sad because you know that it's the last of the trilogy and you're now on the edge of your seat a little bit. Just like, are they are they going to do it? Are they is are they going to kill anyone off? Like how who's moving on from Guardians to join the rest of the crew or is that's it or is everyone in Guardians just done with the MCU now? Like, how are we doing this? So, like, of course, you're excited to see what's going to happen. Like, is is Gamora going to show up? Does Quill get back with Gamora? What happens with with Groot? Do we get is is Groot through puberty? Is he adult Groot now? But but then you know, it's the last it's the last Guardians, and from the trailer, uh, we might be in for some emotional pain here with Rocket. We don't know what's going to happen, but the trailer really seems like they're trying to put the that whistle arrow right through your heart here. So I'm hyped for it, but I'm also right on the edge of my seat, just like oh no, like. What's James Gunn going to do? Is he going to light everything on fire before he changes the hierarchy of the DC universe? How is this going to end? Anna, are you excited for Guardians 3? I am excited for Guardians 3. 
I think in terms of one of the franchises in the MCU, it's definitely one of the strongest. I had zero expectations going into their holiday special. And I actually enjoyed the holiday special more than like any of the other MCU properties out there right now, which is like a very hot take, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, It did, however, destroy my algorithm for like a solid month and a half because my my feeds on like TikTok and Instagram were just like covered in, if you haven't seen it yet fast forward about 15 seconds it it was full of kevin bacon for like forever and i'm like i watched this movie once and my feed is just now kevin bacon kevin bacon kevin bacon <laughs> just tiktokers doing really the footloose dance <laughs> um no after that i was super excited um i I'm really sad to like let them go. However, obviously they need to go on and do different roles and we can't keep them in the same role forever. But I think in terms of like rewatchability guardians is definitely up there for me. And I, I hope they don't deviate too far away from that with like the feels I do. However, project like if there is a movie this year, that's going to make me cry. It might be this one because I do love rocket. Just wait till you get to uh, when you start getting into the fast and fra- the fast franchise. You- you'll cry. You'll cry. No, like said. just wait. Listen, I I will be shocked if the Fast and Furious franchise makes me cry. You can save that soundbite for later if you want and use it against <laughs> me. The only Saved thing that store. generally makes me cry in movies is like if it's an animal, if it's like a human being, I'm generally just like ambivalent, like, oh, that's nice. You're aware Paul Walker is a human puppy dog who died in a car crash <laughs> filming a car chase movie, right? Yes, but I don't okay, have okay, okay, okay. I don't have the emotional okay. attachment to Paul Walker. Like I, I did watch the first movie when it came out, but I did not follow the franchise all the way through, right? Like. I'm watching it after he died. I already know that he's dead, right? So I I just don't have that sentimental attachment. I'm going to be like, oh, like that's sad, right? It's not like, you know, I'm emotionally dead inside. I'll be like, oh, that's that's gut-wrenching, but it's not going to make me cry. Please, please, please cut. Please cut. I, I hope Please I'm cut wrong. that. Please cut that sound bite. <laughs> I'm cutting it. I hope I'm I'm, I'm saving the timestamp. I'm cutting it. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I hope I'm wrong. Um, but I think this is the movie this year that's going to make me cry if there is going to be one. Michael, are you hyped for Guardians 3? Was this on your board? Uh, this was in this was on my board further down. Um, the first Guardians movie might be like the second best encapsulation of why the MCU works after Iron Man, right? Like found family, irreverent humor, right? Like just enough emotional stakes. Um, Seeing this group go off into the sunset is gonna do. I think is is gonna. Th- this is the one that might be the Furious Seven of the MCU, right? Like it was emotional having to watch Wakanda forever and kind of have to acknowledge, you know, Chadwick was no longer with us. Um, this is the one that's like explicitly, overtly emotional. Right. And so, like, all of the different threads they're going to have to tie up, right? Like, Groot aging, Groot going from like going out of his teenage phase, like, that might, that might mess me up before anything else happens with Rocket. Um, 
I also like because of my history with like Marvel comics and like Marvel trading cards and everything else, like Adam Warlock has always been a very interesting character for me. Um, seeing him come on screen is going to be really, really cool. I think he's a really interesting power set. Um, and you know, one of the things they talked about, you know, again, if you're someone who listens to the Midnight Boys and who, you know, had the comparison of like, yeah, like if, you know, Kang the Conqueror is going to run through this Avengers lineup, like the, the University of Georgia versus TCU, <laughs> Adam Warlock is the motherfucker. Adam Warlock is Vince Young. He might come through and just squash this team on his own. Um, so having Will Poulter, who like bulked up to play him. Having him come in and be like, nah, I'm Adam Warlock, son, I don't care how many variants of you there are. That might, that's kind of like, he's the Omega level dude that might really like balance out this Avengers lineup. Um, Yeah, I'm very excited for this one. Um, And and, and again, it's going to be very, this is the explicit goodbye to a group, right? That like was strangely important to how Infinity War and Endgame landed, right? Like this is this is going to be emotional. I'm ready for it. It's interesting you mentioned uh, Adam Warlock because I'm. That's a good point because it makes me wonder if they're going to nerf his powers a little bit. I mean, that's my big thing with him because if you're going straight on the comics, then he might just be like, "Oh, hi, Kang. Bye, Kang." <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like that's the, that's the, they, like, again, this is one of those things where, like, they, if you watch kind of what, like, what's, again, this is, all right, this is the Mike Jeezy tangent, okay? Um, they, like, really hyped up the super soldier serum with Cap. They've nerfed Bucky every single time he's come on screen. Sam cannot win a fight. Nope. Against like literally like Sam might get his ass whooped by my nine-year-old, right? Like I don't I don't know. Jaden Jaden might give him the fucking work. Um, he's like the Tony the Tiger of superheroes. He's just he really, like, Tony, the, Tony the Tiger is like a bad Sam tiger. <laughs> I, I, Tony the Tiger is like a bad Listen, tiger. I'm, he's like I'm a bad hero. Of, I'm one of like the nine people on earth that still defends Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but like the, the fact of the matter is, my man, like my man, would not make the playoffs. Okay, like he he's taking too many L's. Um, I, yeah, he like if, the if, the, the, he Adam Warlock is supposed to have the soldier just drink. like embedded in his motherfucking body, right? Like I don't know how they're going to how they're going to make that work in a world where like the little super soldier serum was having Cap do bicep curls with a fucking helicopter, right? Like, I, the, balancing that out is going to be very interesting. You're right. Um, all things considered, I think I think that's going to be a weirdly important, because again, like, as, as we go into Phase 5, Phase 6, we know the mutants are coming. We know Professor X is coming. We know they want to do the Fantastic Four. Doctor Doom, like this, like he's gonna be a, a weirdly important person. Also, he would enable them to actually use Captain Marvel in a way that would work on screen, right? If you've got two of them, now you've got to have a threat that can threaten both of them instead of just like having her kind of like be somewhere else until they decide they need her, right? Like she, Adam Warlock, kind of gives her weirdly plot armor because for both of them to exist in the same universe there's got to be a threat that in that requires both of them so you might get more out of a character who 
I think it has a phenomenal actress playing her, but hasn't has been underwritten on the screen. Yeah, that's a fair point. It does give. Yeah, because I did want to love that uh, Captain Marvel movie, but it, it had a lot of flaws. And like you said, it was it was not as well written as you had hoped it would be. So uh, maybe you're right. Maybe that does give a little bit of armor here and we can do like a soft reboot on uh, on Captain Marvel and just kind of place her in the spot where she should be so we can see her character thrive a little bit more instead of just being kind of I'm the most powerful hero, but I'm just going to grab some lunch over here while you guys deal with everything. So that is the end of our third round. And we're going to come back with the fourth and final round after this short break. And we're back. And we're going to start off with the first pick in the final round. Ryan, what's your final pick? Yeah, this this is tough there. Um, when I really dug into it, there were more um, things I'm excited about this year than I realized. Um, I'm going to pivot back to TV, though. Um, and, and sorry, Anna, this is going to be sports ball related. Uh, I'm going with Ted Lasso season three. Um, as as the resident resident soccer head of the pod, um, I was really excited when um, Ted Lasso originally came out, um, and then watching it, I thought it was um, you know a really fun, wholesome show. Um, cool if you were a soccer fan, and um, you know just just fun to, to watch uh, Jason Sudeikis and Hannah Waddingham uh, really you know go at it. Um, I thought season two was really good. I, I thought they really. Um, dive really uh, deeper into some character dynamics. I thought the themes were a lot um, more uh, developed than they were in the first season. Um, I, I just really love, obviously, um, Roy Kent and, and Jamie and Keeley. Um, I think Hannah Waddingham is phenomenal, um, and I you know love anything that she's going to be in. Um, really interested to see spoilers for season two, um, where Nate's villain art goes, because um, the way he's portrayed in the series, especially with his confrontation with Ted at the end, um, is, is sort of a villainous arc. Um, but if you look at it just purely from a sports aspect, you know he's a, a coach who went on to coach a better team. So I will definitely be see um be interested to see how his character goes forward and um yeah just how we go with the the gang and and coach beard of course i i can't forget him so yeah uh really excited uh for the third season of ted lasso coming up anna tell me you love ted lasso say it jamie tart do 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 jamie tart do 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 see we thought it was gonna be ryan saying but it was actually me um yeah i think if you don't love ted lasso uh unless there's like an extenuating reason why you would dislike it we need to have a conversation because it has quickly become a comfort show for a lot of people Shockingly, this show actually did make me cry and there was no animals involved whatsoever, um, which shows how good it is. I I have no notes. It is. I actually did not have it on my list because I thought it was coming out in 2024, but pleasantly surprised it's coming out in 2023. Um, Yeah, no notes. Very excited. Um, I am a little sad, though, because this is the last season. So we're not getting any more after this. Like we're we're done. Which I think is important because I think if shows go on for too long, like they just get bad. 
right? I think the shorter shows, like The Good Place, that was only a four season stint, right? But it ended on a good note. It wrapped it everything yeah. up really nicely. Um, and I think that's what Ted Lasso is going to do. So yeah, bittersweet, excited for it. That's right. How could we forget a good, delicious uh, British boss biscuit does make just brings a tear to your eye, Anna. <laughs> yep, that was it. it. Was totally not the funeral scene at all, not whatsoever. Nope, just a biscuit. You love. You're here for for Food Island, Flavor Town, baby. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Michael, do you watch Ted Lasso? No, um, I've had multiple very good friends of mine, including Anna, tell me I need to watch it. Um, again, like comfort and joy and happiness are things that are foreign to me. So um, wait, wait, I got roasted for not watching Spider-Man, but we're not going to roast Michael for not watching Ted Lasso. No, I'm, I am ready for the roasting. Um, I'm very, I'm very aware that you know like, what. To, to be fair, mad it, Michael, I'm just very disappointed. <laughs> to, to be fair, it, joy is for to Michael, but also more importantly, Ted Lasso is much more of a time commitment than Into the Spider Verse is. Also, um, he doesn't I, own the seasons. Okay, but they're half hour episodes, and it's not like there aren't ways to get it if you don't have Apple TV. Again, you're absolutely right. It's just, it's like Stranger Things, like The Boys, it is a gap in my pop culture consumption. I'm, I, I'm well aware that, like, I might be the only human left on Earth that hasn't watched this. I'm aware. No, there's there's probably some geriatric people out there that don't know how to operate a TV that oh have God. not watched it. What's Again, Apple not Plus? mad. <laughs> Just disappointed. Very disappointed. <laughs> I, I I understand it. Like it's I I from everything I've heard, it's like it is a very particular strain of like comfort watch that and I'm and I'm not a, I'm not adverse to comfort watches, right? Like that's the reason I, I still watch community every single year, right? Like, but um I, I probably should get around to it, just haven't yet. Um it'll be cool to to kind of see how everyone reacts to it. And again, there may be something in this one that just brings me in and gets me to watch it. Kind of like uh what is it? Uh Agent V, what's it called? The one with the, for the boys? Gen V. Gen V, Generation V, right? Like there there Gen may v. be something here that just that just pulls me in. It's happened before. So um, but I'm fully ready to get roasted online and have everyone question whether or not I'm a human being or like a sack of like angry tweets and in, in a Pico, you know, you know, it's one of those shows where like, I think you should just hold out since you haven't watched it yet. And then just be like, I'm having a real shit day. I'm going to watch it. Right. Cause you can only capture that moment once. Like you can only watch a show for the first this time. Good. Once. Good one. Yeah. So I think you should just let that it. Might, you know what? If I'm getting knee replacement surgery this year. That might be a good, like in the, like in the hospital room show. Yeah. There you I go. That'll be a great one. Yeah. That will be pretty We're, good. We're just going to have an episode of like all the shows Michael needs to watch within a 24 hour period. And there's going to be like a hundred of them. Yeah. And he's going to have to watch them at like five <laughs> times speed. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're actually, like, I've actually specifically requested through the VA. They not give me any pain medication except for like bourbon. And so like, well, let's just see. Like, let's go. Yeah. Why not? Just hook it up into the IV. Just literally straight into your veins. I'll, I'll supply the bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I cannot wait to see all your mentions after the episode. Just like, uh, just 
in quotation, just British voice. What is wrong with you? Like, yeah. How could you now watch this? <laughs> it's it's Actually, honestly great. I do have. Yeah, go ahead, Anna. Michael, when you watch it, please tell us who your favorite character is, because we all have our favorites, and I would mm-hmm. just be really interested to know. Perfect. I will let y'all know. Sweet. Yeah, like everyone said, it is a it's a really good comfort watch. I don't want to spoil too much. Uh, there is a nice little villain turn there, but it's uh, it's pretty wholesome. It's a pretty wholesome show. And I think that even if you wanted to, you decided to jump in with your kids around. Uh, I don't think I'm spoiling anything to say you're not going to get the same content from Ted Lasso as you do with with the boys. I think you're pretty safe watching this <laughs> with the kids. Cool. 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 Well, Michael. What is your last pick of the draft? Man, um, you know, it's rough. Usually I, I go with something off the, the beaten path that no one cares about. Um, and I'm 190 years old, so I usually pick like a cigar or something like that. Um, but there's something on here that I just cannot ignore. And so against my better judgment, I'm going to draft something that people have heard of or care about. Um, so I will be drafting The Witcher Season 3. Um Henry Cavill has had a very interesting career. He's along with like along the lines of like a Joe Manganiello, right? Like he's an enormous nerd and Vin Diesel, right? He's an enormous nerd who cares deeply about making some of this stuff right. This is a show based on like a book series and a video game series that like was not like super strong in the mainstream. Um, and he got the tone right, right? This is like an incredibly bloody, violent um like visceral sexual show about like a monster hunter who's like lost his humanity and regains it like fostering uh, a daughter so again like 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 last of us you know go ahead and you know i've got got a type right um this will be the last season with henry cavill i don't know that this show can survive without henry cavill i don't know this show could survive if you even if you subbed in jason moa right uh, I think if he subbed in, I, I think we would be okay. We would just I, I, like, again, he's, he's, a, he's a specific type of energy, right? And he's played successfully played a character who like speaks only in grunts, right? But I don't. I also I just don't know that he Henry Cavill brought a specific love of this thing to The Witcher, right? That I don't think you can imitate. Um, and he's going to bring it to another favorite of mine, a thing that I've sunk a whole lot of money into over the years. He's bringing it to, to Warhammer 40K. Um, so anybody that wants to talk about fucking space orcs, uh, please, please come get my mentions. Um, and we can talk about fucking space orcs and the Sisters of Battle and fucking the Tau Empire, right? Um, but I think the send-off that he's going to get as as Geraldo Rivera um is going to be something really fun to see. Um, this is a show that should absolutely should not work. The first season had multiple timelines operating at the same time. Didn't tell you. Um, I'm I'm just I'm all the way here for kind of seeing the swan song of a thing that he kind of like willed into not only like proficiency but relevance um so i the fact that this is still on the board when anna's in this podcast is is amazing but i'm, I'm gonna have to go ahead and take it 
damn, just I can just hear Anna's heart breaking. Uh, I'm, I'm going to let Ryan talk <laughs> actually, about it. Actually, just... no, my heart isn't wow. breaking. I, I did not even have it as my top four. It was wow. like wow. one of my alternates, but it was not. And you know why? It's because I only tried to pick items that I knew had a release date, because if it doesn't have a release date, it's more likely to be pushed. That's a good point. Right. Um, and it's not like we don't know Liam is coming in. So I know it's ending. Right. Like there's no really what if for me, I'm going to be like, oh, this is the last season with Henry. This is going to be really sad. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. It's going to be phenomenal, though, because, you know, Henry really tries to stay true to the character of Geralt. Um, and it's just really devastating that he is leaving the show because I think he really was one of the the main driving forces on making the show successful. So. Ryan? Yeah, um, this is a good one, uh, a good pick. Um, I didn't have it on my board because I did not realize it was going to be coming out this year. Um but yeah, I, I've enjoyed The Witcher. Um, I was a big fan of the third, The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt. Um, I didn't get into the games before that, but I thought the game was really good, really fun. Um, as far as the series goes, I am behind. Um, I watched the first season and, and I enjoyed it, um, but I have not watched season two yet. So I need to do that at some point. Um, like everybody else, I'm a big Henry Cavill fan. Um, like Michael, I, I don't think this show can survive him leaving, but um, we at least have him for one more season. So we'll see how that goes and uh, we'll see how it, it goes after that. So. Yeah, I, as I mentioned earlier in the pod, I got into The Witcher basically because of Anna and I have not been disappointed. I have really enjoyed the show and I'm very I'm upset that Henry is leaving. But as long as he's happy and he seems to be doing something that he's going to enjoy, then I guess we can't be too upset. But he, like you said, Michael, he does the most with grunts since uh Maybe Schwarzenegger, early Schwarzenegger, just doing, just expressing a lot of emotions, just with simple grunts. Yeah, yeah, and like, um, like Michael said, I'm, I'm also, a, um, like me, medium 40k guy. I wouldn't say big, um, because I, I didn't play the, the board game it was too expensive, and I started doing Lord of the Rings. But uh, I've read a lot of the books and uh, played some of the video games, so I'm excited that Henry Cavill is uh, delving into that universe next. Anna, I'm I'm boxing you out here. You can have you can have the floor for Witcher. No, that's it. That's the tweet. I just honestly I'm very heartbroken that Henry is leaving. But it sounds like even though he had like a rough month, two months, um, sounds like he's moving on to better stuff. So I'm excited to see how this is going to wrap up. Maybe see if they're just going to not explain the actor changeover. Or they're just going to, like, bring somebody new in and, like, basically hand off the baton. That's what I'm really curious about. I think Henry wouldn't willingly leave if it wasn't a huge creative difference because he is such a giant nerd and he is very opinionated (laughs) about these kinds of nuancey things. And it's what makes it fantastic. So I'm... I'm cautiously optimistic for season four, but we will see. Well, speaking of wrapping things up, Anna, wrap up your board. What's your uh, what's your final pick of the draft? God, see, I had something and then you mentioned Flavortown and then you made me think of something else. So I don't know. (laughs) 
do I stick with my theme of fantasy or do I go to Flavortown? I don't know. I mean, you I know, I'm always in for, you know, a drive through into Flavortown, but it's your it's your draft board. You know, I don't think you guys are going to draft this one, so I'm going to go ahead and draft it. I'm going to and then I'll just give my my first alternate a shout out when we're done. Um, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. That movie is going to be coming out on November 17th. And for those of you that don't know, it's the prequel to Hunger Games. I did kind of allude to it earlier in the pod. Um, And that one is actually, for those of you who haven't read the book, it's about uh, Corleonis Snow, President Snow, um, and his relationship with earlier participants in the Hunger Games and his perception on it. And, you know, you've got cast members like Viola Davis, Peter Dinklage, uh, Rachel Ziegler in the mix. So I think it's going to be a very interesting rendition of the Hunger Games universe. And hopefully that will prompt Suzanne to give us more content about it. Ryan? Uh, yeah, this this is a good pick. Um, similar to which I also was not aware this one was coming out this year. Um, so it wasn't on my board. Um, but it, it is a solid pick. Um, I like the Hunger Games. Uh, I left off in mocking Jay, I believe, in the movies. Um, I haven't read the books yet. But um, yeah, I, I do enjoy um, those movies and the overall story. Um, obviously, in Planet Fantasy, we're big Hunger Games fans, given all the Hunger Games themes pods that we've done. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll uh we'll definitely be interesting to see how uh this movie goes and and yeah that's that's quite a cast list there so i'm uh, i'm excited for that well i will let you know that i have get ready i've never seen or read any of the hunger games and y'all roasted me for spider-man unbelievable I mean, that was dessert, but this, this is... <laughs> Hunger Games is a dessert? How many Hunger Games episodes has that been on? <laughs> yeah, but I know the general idea, and I don't own any of the movies or books. doesn't matter. Movies are on you, you Hulu. Should, you shouldn't have dropped you watch them on Disney Plus. this and watch it anytime. Like, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's the real, like, bong-bong, like, case ender uh-uh, right there. You have Disney Plus, and they're on Hulu over here, so they're probably over there in Canada. So you also have access to them. <laughs> I will twist that right around at you. Own the movie. Bong bong. That's it. No bong. Uh, we're we're going to get into a fight off. <laughs> we're gonna get I'm going to just like cue in the Law and Order Damon's music just like, like right here. <laughs> Damon's going to be like, why aren't you all talking to each other? Like, why are you all fighting? Um... No, I'm pretty excited for it. Um, those of you who haven't read the book, my only thing I did not like about it is it's focused on the same district that Katniss is from, District 12, a little bit. And I think in this prequel, there could have been more of an opportunity to explore one of the lesser known districts that we haven't talked about yet. That's like my only thing I don't like about it. Michael, what are your thoughts on Hunger Games? Uh, the family and I watch it every year, right around Christmas, like in the winter. Um, I love these, I love these movies. Um, I don't think Jennifer Lawrence has found this particular thing that she's good in. Not, not a phenomenal actress, very good movie star. These gave her, um, the, the kind of the floor to do the thing that she does best. 
I'm excited for this. I've never read the Ballad of Snakes since Ballad of Snakes and Songbirds. I haven't read the book, but I'm excited to kind of go back into the world and and kind of get it. I'm I am kind of the same thing you said. I am kind of disappointed now knowing that it's like again with District 12. Like we know we we fleshed out District 12. I would have loved to have seen fucking District Seven or whatever, right? Like just anybody else. It's but, really about. President Snow, like when he's younger, but there is an emphasis on District 12. I think it was just a missed opportunity not to look somewhere else. Yeah, I having not seen this movie or read any, or read that book, I would readily agree with you. I just if, if we could have had a champion from anywhere else, District Four, District Five, whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 ready for this one. This is probably going to be one that I that I take the kids to to go see. Um, they all like the Hunger Games in different ways for different reasons. You can't bring up Jennifer Lawrence's best performance and, and not talk about her totally not mailed in performance in uh, the incredible X-Men Dark Phoenix movie. <laughs> just just shots of Jennifer Lawrence for no reason. <laughs> just Ryan just on a balcony watching the Hunger Games. You suck as Mystique. <laughs> I actually like her in Mystique, but that is the most mailed in performance I've ever seen. And I can't even. Blame it's all her. the it's all the blue makeup, right? Like we get it. I do think if she were to explore the fantasy sci-fi genre a little bit more, she could be really phenomenal in it. I just don't think Mystique was the role for her. She was great as Katniss. So if she were to play more of that type of role in a different universe, I think she could really nail it. You're, pro- you're probably right there. This is one of those like, hey, Robert De Niro, you know what you're dope at? Fucking mafia people. Like, let's just, you know, keep leaning into the thing that you're good at. And then every now and again, make something else. And you know, you'll probably find... You know that that you know alternate franchise, that alternate role that you're really funny, really funny, and are really affecting in. But yeah, come on, come back into something. I don't care. Put her in fucking, you know, put her in House of the Dragon. I don't care. <laughs> well, she's American. It's kind of like a a United Kingdom. Nah, you can do it. Maybe she can do an accent. I don't know. Sure, Maybe she can. Put her in Willow season two. I don't care. They're the Americans in Willow. Perfect. Hey, you know what she can be? This she can be House of the Dragons version of a Dinklage. Make it happen. Make it happen again. Like put just you're. And I think you're right with that. I think like yeah, let her lean into something fantasy adjacent, and then then go from there. Go back into David O. Russell movies that you're not great in, but keep getting nominations for. Wow, more shots. More shots. Catching strays. Just like like damn, it really is the Hunger Games for Jennifer Lawrence. Out well, wait a second. We didn't we all we Michael B. Jordan too. We were like, hold on a second. Like, I can't believe yeah. you're gonna direct That's the true. movie we did. acted off the screen by Jonathan Majors. That's true. We did start off by saying like Michael P. Jordan, not a great actor. <laughs> for the record, and I And we would think- really be fighting if you're gonna come after Michael B. I'm not coming after Michael B. He's a phenomenal movie star who happens to be about a C plus level actor. And then he brought Jonathan Majors in to give him the business physically and fucking thespianly. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. (laughs) 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 On that note, I'm going to go to the last pick of the draft, which is my pick. There's so many great options. And I am not picking any of those damn options because this last pick oh is for me. <laughs> wait, wait, are you picking something from a Lego property? 
I'm not picking anything from a Lego property. I'm picking something that is going to be coming out this month. Give me the Night Court reboot. Give it to me. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. There okay. it is. You know All what? Right. I should have. I knew it was coming out this year, and I should have taken it for the sheer audacity of Thad not having it. Well, the, that would have been so funny. <laughs> the Night Court reboot. It's for anyone who has listened to this. I constantly get made fun of because of my love for Night Court. I constantly just heap praise on the original Night Court walk so that shows like community could run it is so underrated and i am so glad that this show is getting a reboot normally i'm not a big fan of reboots but uh melissa roush who was in the big bang theory she's a great stand-up but she seems to have always talked about her love of the show and we've got john lara kept also coming back from the original and she seems to really have at least from the trailer seems to have caught the same whimsical kind of carefree but kind of heartwarming feel of the original and i am just endlessly happy that this show is coming back and it's going to be in my life in like in a couple of weeks anna are you going to watch the original are you hyped to watch this reboot i'm only going to watch it because you're going to bully me into it we all know this i don't even know where i could watch the original i am just happy that you are happy it's, it's actually it's actually the B side of the Spider Verse uh, DVD you haven't watched. So oh yeah, that that would do it. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, haven't found it? It's not on streaming online. It's only on I DVD. Think it's, is it on the cock? I feel like it's on the cock. <laughs> Why? I hate that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> almost, I'm almost positive you can't phrase it like that. <laughs> We're like 98% positive. <laughs> That's not a thing. Uh, it's their streaming platform. It's their streaming platform. Peacock, my mortal enemy. <laughs> Ryan, are you hyped for this? Wait, are you going to watch wait, the original? Yeah, go ahead. Is there a royalty paid to Katy Perry anytime someone says the word peacock? Or does it go like, is there a battle between MSNBC and Katy Perry? I need to know. Like who, if someone says the word peacock, who gets the royalty? Ooh. Right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Katy Perry. Maybe she snuck in right before they could think of it. Ryan, what do you, what you got? Are you excited? Are you hyped? Will you watch the original? Will you watch the reboot? Um, not really. Maybe and possibly. Um, I <laughs> honestly had never heard of that court before I met that, and I feel like now I'm just not watching it out of uh, principle. Um, given how <laughs> many times he's mentioned it, uh, no, but yeah, I, I did um, enjoy um, M- Melissa Roush on The Big Bang Theory. Um, you know that show had its up and downs, and overall um, had a lot of issues. But I enjoyed her, and I, I've seen the trailer for the new Night Court. Um, I don't know if I'll ever get around to watching the original one, but I'm, I might check out the reboot, and um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, like Anna said, I'm just happy you're happy, and then maybe we can finally stop hearing about it you will never stop hearing about it but you I should still I, 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 had <laughs> I think it's only gonna get worse now that the reboot is here like it was bad before we knew the reboot was happening and we would hear about it at least twice a day now i think it's gonna be dad's personality is gonna be all night court maybe like a comment or two about flavor town and that's Yo, if it. this gets renewed for a second season, I'm going to be insufferable. <laughs> 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 Michael, did you watch the original? Are you hyped for this? Uh, so, like, I'm excited for this because I think my parents watched Night Court. Um, 
Because I'm, like, I'm, like I'm like familiar with the show, right? Like I'm, I'm familiar with it. Um, but if if community owes its existence to this, that I will probably, I'll probably like like try to figure out a way to watch it um, without paying for the cock. And I don't think that either. Um, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> no, I, it's it's one of those things where it's like, it's like the premise is interesting enough that I might check it out. Um, and knowing that you like it enough, and that it also tortures Anna and Ryan, like that might, that might be enough just by itself for me to like. Oh just, no. I don't hate that you're going to watch Night Court. I hate the fact that you started using the phrase the cock for peacock. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there are lots of good things that you can find on the cock. I just... <laughs> I feel like you should try the cock. I mean, famously, that's how a lot of people met their mothers. <laughs> oh, no. That was so bad. I hate it. Oh, man. See, this, this is this is what Thad with the Night Court reboot is that he's getting too much power and we, we need to put a stop to this. I think it's like one of his like horcruxes, right? We just yeah. need to destroy the Night Court reboot. <laughs> one, the first episode in the script for the reboot is one of my horcruxes. I, it's in Melissa like, Rausch's dressing room. I dare you to find it. I just, it's one of those things where like, I feel like you guys celebrated my love of Dungeons and Dragons for 15 minutes. So I'm going to celebrate this with that, like uh, on principle alone. Right. Thank you, Michael. I mean, maybe we'll get some good cameos. Like there's a lot of young actors who are famous now that got their start on night court. Uh, Brent Spiner, Terry Hatcher, really? uh, a young. Yeah. Wow. Michael J. Fox was on there. Uh, young Fran Drescher, Don Cheadle. Wow. Uh, I'm that. not kidding. Wild E. Coyote, the cartoon character. I'm not kidding you. Wild E. Coyote. I, I'm calling bullshit. I need documentation. Wild E. Coyote was <laughs> in Night Court, the cartoon character. I, I don't believe that. I'm going to need timestamps. <laughs> but yeah, maybe we get all the reboots love to get their old stars all their old guest stars to show up. Maybe we'll get some of them to show up. And regardless, I am just so hyped for this damn show. I'm here for it. Did man. we thank you for all the love, Michael, Ryan, Anna. Boo. <laughs> it's like boo. I'm not going to boo it. I, I don't know anything about it to boo it. I'm just going to boo the fact that it is now your entire personality. <laughs> Only forget to season two, then I'll be completely uh, insufferable. Ryan, do you have any honorable mentions? I do. I do have some honorable mentions. Um, one of them is Our Flag Means Death. Um, that one, uh, I, I went back and forth between that and Ted Lasso as my last pick, and I ended up going with Ted Lasso. But I really enjoyed um, the first season of Our Flag Means Death. It, it took me a little, I was a little late catching on, but um, yeah, I really liked that. Um, Secret Invasion. Uh, I had briefly forgotten that that was coming out this year, but uh, I'm really excited for that. I think thought the first trailer was really good. Um, be nice to see our boy Nick Fury again, uh, and Murray Hill, Coley Smulders, obviously. Um, Amelia Clark getting some run in that. I'm um, excited about that. Um, the, John, <laughs> the next John Wick movie, uh, which I am hyped about. Those movies are just ridiculous action, um, adrenaline, thrill rides, um, and I'm very pumped for that. Um, and this is one where um, 
I'm not quite sure if it'll be out in 2023, might be 2024, but um, Agatha Coven of Chaos. Um, there's been some really cool um, casting news about that. Uh, and I, I'm just, I'm here for, for Catherine Hahn just really owning that role. And uh, I'll be excited to see how that show goes. So, Michael, do you have any honorable mentions? I do. Um, I went through the music of this year. Nothing that would have beaten out um, those ones, but uh, albums from Boldy James, one of my favorite rappers, uh, Thames and Kalela uh, for, for R&B. Thundercat has a new album coming out. Um, I think everyone has hit the fuck down. Paramore has a new album coming out, which I like that might actually like really screw up the algorithm for a lot of people. Um, TV shows. I really liked Vox Machina. It's a like kind of anime style Dungeons and Dragons based um, uh, kind of cartoon on uh, Amazon. Really vulgar, really violent, really fun. Um, Carnival Row season two, another one of those kind of B plus level fantasy shows. Um, fucking Legolas is in it. Just a fun, like a bunch of different. Wait, Carnival Row is season two is coming out this year. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a that that and um and Shadow and Bone were back to back on my list. Um, so I'm just really excited to go back to that world. Really like well done, well acted. A lot of fun people were in that show. I'm excited to kind of see what that happens. Um, shout out to my dad. History of the World Part Two is getting a, is a TV show. Um, Mel Brooks is one of my all time favorite like directors and creators. Um, this was a show that like my dad and I watched together. It was a really fun movie back in the day um, from Mel Brooks who did. Blazing Saddles and Robin Hood Men in Tights and a whole bunch of other things. Um, I'm really excited. Spaceballs. Like, I'm really excited for that to be um, a TV show. And then for movies, um, Magic Mike's Last Dance. I'm actually really excited for that. The Magic Mike franchise, again, like Steven Soderbergh, one of my favorite directors. The first Magic Mike is like a surprisingly like affecting kind of uh, initial, um, you know, like kind of like 2008 recession movie um, that's also about male strippers that started the reconnaissance. The second one is just like, like absolute like pleasure through the, for the female gaze. I'm wondering how this is going to be, but I think it's going to be dope. Um, and then on a more somber note, Killers of the Flower Moon is supposed to be coming out this year. It's a Martin Scorsese movie about um, the Osage uh, indigenous people who were removed, forcibly removed from their land, brought to a specific place in Oklahoma that was rich in oil. They were the wealthiest uh, people per capita for, gosh, about 30 years. And then they started mysteriously dying uh, for no reason. I read the book last year. It was one of the three books that I read last year. It's heartbreaking. Um, this is uh, Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, and Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, all of them playing extremely bad people. Uh, I'm very, very, very excited to see this get brought to the, to the big screen. Yeah, I've got a few honorable mentions myself um, in movies. I'm really hyped for The Killer. Uh, it's a it's a take from a graphic novel series. It's a David Fincher movie and it stars uh, Michael Fassbender and Tilda Swinton. So I'm hyped for that. Yeah. Uh, Sign me up. <laughs> so just yeah. Fincher, Michael Fassbender, Tilda Swinton. You're like, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, let's see. Of course, uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One. Uh, like you said, Ryan, Secret Invasion. Uh, um, Marvel is normally at their best mm -hmm. when they're just doing just premium spy shit. So 
I am all in for that. Um, there's an there's an interesting TV show that's coming out starring Michelle Yeoh. I believe it's also after a book series, uh, American Born Chinese. I saw a trailer for it, and I am very interested in that. Just, you know, anything with Michelle Yeoh automatically sign me up. And uh, for a little Marvel love, let's uh, let's shout out the Marvels, the movie. Let's see if we can let's see if we can get a little uh, course correction on Brie Larson's Captain Marvel and get her in a spot where she's really supposed to be as a character in the MCU because she deserved a lot better than what she got in that in her first movie. Anna, do you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, um, I've got quite a few, actually. Um, for movies, we have Wonka with Timothy Chalamet. Um, we have Tom Holland coming out in A Stare. There's been a lot of buildup around the Barbie movie. Then we have uh, Renfield, which I don't know what it's about, but it has Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage in it, so it should be very entertaining. Then we have echo we don't have a date for that yet but both of my parents are deaf so i'm hoping that they're gonna do better by the character of echo and actually focus more on the actual sign language instead of adding open captions at the bottom i will remain cautiously cautiously optimistic about that um mayfair witches came out this week pretty excited to see how that comes out compared to the books we also have that 90s show premiering 1619 project uh the little mermaid how I Met Your Father, Season 2, X-Men 97, um, You, Season 4, Severance, and my first alternate was The Bear, which Season 2, which unfortunately did not make it. Um, also, just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Brandon Sanderson, uh, his secret projects and his Kickstarter the first book, I think it's called The Tress of the Emerald Sea, is already released. Um, so we've got three more this year. I have a sneaking suspicion that in the next couple of years, people are going to be picking up Brandon Sanderson projects for TV and movie, movie adaptations. So I highly recommend that people read them. Uh, and that's all I got. Well, I think that just about wraps it up for our things that we're most looking forward to in the year 2023. If we don't have any other final words, I think that'll wrap us up for the night. Get ready for more hype and some more pods from us. We'll be back eventually in the next couple of weeks. Don't know when, but we will be. So at Planet Fantasy, have a good rest of your week. And uh, this is what we do. Wait, were you serious about me doing the intro? Or was it going to be you? Definitely you. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Not even 10 seconds out of the gate. We already have a Easter egg. <laughs> Incredible stuff. Well Great. done. <laughs>